Hello, live stream. Hello, live stream. Hello, Hello live stream. <laughs> this part will be edited out of the actual episode. Oh. Okay, so get, get all your good material out now. Uh, mm-hmm. Only the live stream and bootleg listeners uh, listen to this. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but Wednesday they do. Wednesday night. Doesn't sound right. Wednesday. Something's wrong there. It's Wednesday night, Andrew Oh, is it Wednesday? It's when it's Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> no, I had to. <laughs> sure. It's Wednesday, twenty twenty-two. Nobody knows anymore. Yeah, yeah nobody knows anymore. Yeah. Several years from now. Yeah, I know All like right. the date, just not the day. <laughs> oh well, that's more than me. I, I know me. it's yep. Wednesday, barely, yeah. and I only know it's the date because I looked All right. at the calendar. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this thing, friends. It's going to be an experience. Right. Oh. Uh, <laughs> promise. <laughs> Full hearts, guys. Can't eat. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> Welcome back to Party Kill. I am your friend, Dungeon Master and lovable on the internet. And it is time for more Total Party Kill. We are recording this March 20 the march of quarantine and what better way to se- to celebrate uh social isolation than the sport of sins speak of none <laughs> other than dungeons and dragons uh this is maybe more than my first or second dungeons and dragons that i facilitated uh, my body is strong but that is useless in this endeavor uh for we have brought with us uh two returning regulars and three uh relatively fresh-blooded individuals to foul everything up let me introduce <laughs> our returning players first first off it's dan morin oh hello hi tony it's great to be here with you on a wednesday night am i introducing something now what am i doing <laughs> you traditionally you would tell us the name of your new character that you're playing i guess i could do that for you i am playing Qeris, who goes by q <laughs> Uh, and he's a he's a bard. He's a bard. New 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 players. It is. It is, it is, it is. like a song he uses to introduce his name. My name is Qeris. It oh, rhymes no. with no one told me. Maris. No one told me there would be songs. Uh, well, there's a bard. bard. What did you expect? Yeah. I'm a yeah, bard. I'm uh, lately disembarked from a pirate ship. Uh, my name is Yaris. I drive a late model Toyota Yaris. <laughs> you. you drive a late model Toyota Yaris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's one person introduced. <laughs> this is going great. All the time we have. Yes. All the time we have. <laughs> also here, uh, it's Aline Sims. Hi, Aline. Hello. I am playing Lee, an Air Genasi monk. Sorry about that. I dropped goes in the trash and I needed to deal with that right away. It was urgent. All right. Uh, so Aline and Dan are our regulars who you have heard on a variety of Total Party Kill adventures in the past. They are the stalwart foundation that we are building this experience around. Also, I am here. Oh, Let us introduce our three <laughs> new new-ish players uh so i will introduce you and if you could tell us your character name and maybe you know your, your background with dungeons and dragons because it may have been a year or two of you so, uh, god help us it's glenn fleisch <laughs> some introduction that is some introduction i'm here to ruin it as you know uh with uh my usual elan 
and lack of knowledge of what I'm actually doing and then accidentally destroying everything in the process. So uh, I'm Karakon the Wise, a human with raccoon tendencies. Uh, and that's about all I know. I, I played Dungeons and Dragons uh, avidly. Did I lose my character more? I don't know. Is that okay. All right. I played Dungeons and Dragons avidly uh, and extensively, oh, 40 years ago. So we're doing great. I'm going to do great. Everything's the same. But I have, everything's I have an assistant yeah, here. Changed. I have an yeah. assistant here. It should, I should do the kids of the hall thing. It's 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 an audio podcast. Mm -hmm. clip. Every every spellcaster <laughs> should have an assistant. I feel like that's mm -hmm. right. True. I have, I have a D and D an experienced dungeon master at my side who's going to help guide me through this. If Glenn wins, he's cheating. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> also here, it's Kathy Campbell. Hi, Kathy. This is not your first total party kill experience, but your first experience with dungeon master. So yes, uh, thank you. I have also played. D and D in real life, I guess. Um, just, <laughs> Whatever that is, this a simulation. <laughs> is this fake? I'm sure yeah. at this state in life and in the world. Um, so I'm here with my multitudes of unicorns to hopefully help me roll some good dice counts. Um, we'll see how that goes. I am playing Thamia, who is a Goliath fighter. Mm -hmm. And for those of you, perhaps some of our new players are. Goliath. A Goliath is sometimes known as a half giant, so they're pretty big. Uh, and oh, like Hagrid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. They're whoa, 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 whoa! Totally <laughs> legally distinct. <laughs> <laughs> Do not sue us. But like height-wise, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's yeah. a non-licensed version of yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. The store yeah. brand. I we have filed serial numbers off this. And last but not least, one of my favorite incomparable panelists, uh, Lisa Schmeiser. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Total Party Kill. How are you treated? Hi. Um, I was supposed to play as a cave person last summer and had a work deadline that crept up and then exploded and couldn't do it. So when Tony offered me the chance to come back and redeem myself, I said yes. I am playing um, Gwendiel, the uh, human cleric. Uh, Gwendiel is absent-minded and uh, tends to, if, if, if an orc is charging her, she'll probably stop and like study the armor to see if she can figure out from whence it came as opposed to, you know, ducking. Um, <laughs> and the last time I played Dungeons and Dragons was during, I think, the first Bush administration. I was like, so. it's going to be defined by a presidential administration, Lisa. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I know who you are. Uh. Yes, so it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, I look forward to being the horrible warning um, that people learn by <laughs> rather than any sort of good example. It's, it's all good. I, our listeners enjoy hearing new people uh, work <laughs> through D&D &D, uh, because some of them are aspiring to play D&D &D themselves. And what is this podcast if not? a terrifying enabler uh, for people to pick up uh, bad habits and spend too much money on media. So we will be playing an adventure called The Nightblade. I should mention uh, this is an adventure from a collection called Fantastic Adventures put out by the Fly, Sly Flourish uh, website, which I have been using for many years. They have lots of really useful D&D &D materials, and they put this out as a, as a book or a... Uh, 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 PDF, and I think I paid $15 for it, and it has like 10 adventures, and they're all intended to be short one-shotty things. One-shot being like one session. We're not going to do this one all day. Um, 
but they're great and you will probably hear some other ones on total party kill uh all yeah excited so let us get into the thing all of you because this is a one shot we we're just gonna say you all know each other perhaps some of you go way way back perhaps some of you just you know a day too early, traveling on the road. You're all aspiring adventurers seeking to make a name for yourself or find knowledge or glory or treasure or, you know, whatever might motivate you to pick a weapon or a book and go out into the world. It is not enough for you to be a fan or a craftsman or a town drunkard. You want to travel and see the world, maybe right maybe wrong some rights i don't know i'm not defining your morality here um and so it, it happened that you know it's dangerous out there in the world it can be uh best to uh to with some friends decided uh for whatever reason that you're gonna head in the same direction you might as well travel together uh and you find yourself on the road um headed in the general of a town called white sparrow that is where you're hoping to uh spend the night uh, after probably a little bit of time traveling in the wilderness, um, you know, with just you in the, the open road. So uh, for our video viewers, I've just opened up a world map and I have kind of scattered the player tokens at the southern corner, uh, southern of the world map. Um, so this is the valley uh, where the next couple running will take place as provided by Fantastic the only you know white sparrow it's in the middle of nowhere it's in a valley surrounded by a bunch of mountains there's an old keep there's always an old keep but white sparrow does have one you know to call it a tourist attraction would be would imply that there are tourists uh but one signature landmark that many people know about and perhaps you're curious about at least just to see which Ooh. is it's got a giant stone hand. <sighs> yes, it does. I, I have to go see it. I have to go see yes. what it's made of and if there are markings around it and if there are if, yeah. if plants grow near it or don't it grow near it. Compose a song of the giant. So white white yes. sparrow, it is for giant stone hand. I've been there for as long as anyone knows. Um, and you are traveling on your you've come down from the mountains and are headed through the forest in the direction of White Sparrow, you think you can't be more than like two hours or so from White Sparrow at this point, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Hopefully you can get there in time for dinner. And as you are making your way uh, along the the, uh, the forest road, um, mm -hmm. you, you you spot something perhaps unusual. Uh, there seems to be a, uh, a wagon tipped over with a um, like a tree collapsed on top of it. This is the part where I try and have a wagon ready to go and I don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah, <a wagon. laughs> Look at that wagon. That's it's so a great there, wagon. It are there like any it was tipped over. Are, there's no animals nearby. The animals have all gone away. <laughs> there, there's, there's no pack animals leading this wagon. It just looks like a wagon. looks like there were mm -hmm. probably some crates in it, but they're, uh, they're, uh, mm -hmm. or they're smashed up uh, and the wagon sitting there. Is there any writing on the side of the wagon or any writing on the sides of the crates? I would say you'd probably have to get a lot closer to the wagon to see that. You're kind of around in the road. You saw mm -hmm. a wagon. Let's say that wagon's mm. a good 30 or 40 feet down the road from you. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So, do hear, yeah. So, do we hear anything coming from the wagon? Do you want to give me a, a perception check, Lee? 12. Oh, you can? 
You don't hear anything. Seems, okay. in fact, it's like it's a little too quiet. Uh, oh. No birds chirping or anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Little too. You might be. I feel about that. Hmm. Uh, it seems like I should blow that wagon up because I could do that. I could blow that wagon up. <laughs> Perhaps mm. let's not jump problem. to conclusions, friend. I don't know. It's very attractive. I don't know. I've got so. Um, hmm. I'd like to see if we can investigate it a little bit more first. Well, all right, but blowing it up just sounds so good. <laughs> Let's see. Um, okay, if there, there's nothing there anybody... in there that we need, you can blow it up later. How about that? I think there's always a good story behind how such a wagon would end up tipped over in the middle I'm of the road. With no is there anybody in our party who has really good eyesight or can, can study it a little bit more before we get a little bit closer? Uh, I do, I do. Okay. I think... <laughs> Would you mind studying it in return for a promise to blow up at least one crate? Uh, maybe. I think I have good eyesight. I have 60 foot dark vision, I believe. This is like like managing a toddler. You can blow up one crate. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is how you can tell I had a toddler. (laughs) Okay. You listen to me now. So, can I, uh, do I roll for, uh, yeah, roll perception. So, you roll roll me. Roll a twenty, a d twenty. Whenever I tell you to roll something, assume a d twenty. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've rolled a. T- <laughs> oh, right. two. So that two, two means nothing. No, you uh, get half a crate now. You don't get yeah. to blow up a whole crate. So, uh, just Glenn, just this is at this point, this is academic. Uh, but Rex could probably point out on your character sheet where your per- score is, Robert's and it, it's perception. Yes, mm-hmm. perception. That's mm-hmm. plus zero. Well, so, oh my wait, my perception score is plus three. Should I maybe roll for it then? You are significantly better two. than uh, uh, Glenn. How do you say your name again? Karakon? Karakon. Karakon. All right. Karakon. So, Glenn, Glenn, just to close the loop, you rolled a two. <laughs> Can you add zero to that? <laughs> wait, what does that mean? Yes, that's uh, 20. No. Oh, <laughs> it's two. It's two. Uh, I think he gets inspiration. Common core math are you doing? Negative 50 on my math. Technically. <laughs> you said and it two. You didn't say where to put it. <laughs> just just reference for our new players, a two is not a very good score. No. Okay. The the okay. range is from one to twenty. Mm-hmm. Twenty is really, really good. One is abject failure. So wait a minute, you looked at your sheet and you thought you had like Good long sight, and your perception <laughs> score was zero. I have sixty foot dark vision, though. So I was we may have learned dark. something. Oh. We, well, what if it was night? Just to, like, <laughs> just to clarify, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Second, <laughs> I, th- I think that we learned a lot both about Dungeons and Dragons so far, and also about Glenn. <laughs> so, okay. so, so I have a perception of three. Should I maybe roll the yeah. twenty and see what I get? Okay, let me do that now. Well, it is literally mathematically impossible for you to do as bad as Glenn. <gasps> oh my gosh, I rolled 20! Wow! Oh, Lisa, Lisa, so now you have a 23. You, Lisa, yes. are, you running, are you running a con on us? You have to tell us. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I wish, she even, I wish unless I were. she hacked roll 20. Yeah. We can see oh, Lisa, you have rolled a 20. You would add uh-huh. your three to that and get a okay. three, which is very good. Okay. You di- somehow avoid being distracted by Caracon. Uh, 20 is Gwendol- better than two, you're saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gwendale, you look around and you mm-hmm. notice that uh, that tree has been kind of toppled over on this wagon to smash it. Like mm-hmm. this whole scene does not make any sense. No. There's no animals. That tree 
clearly chopped down. And in fact, you think you see some uh, some kind of figures in the shadows of uh, the uh, the tr- the trees and the brush to either side of the path, right where this wagon has been knocked over. I think everything about this might scream trap setup. Can I see yeah. how many figures are on either side of the brush? I will tell with a twenty. Yeah, you can tell that there's probably about three on each side. Okay, and can I tell like how big they are, or if there are any look, different species? They look humanoid. Okay, so they're humanoid. There's three on either side. Uh, it's extremely quiet. Um, I'm gonna tell the right rest of now, my party. Okay, I was gonna say right now you know this, and no one else knows this. I'm gonna tell the rest of my party and say, hey, I just happened to notice that this tree's been chopped down. This wasn't a natural accident. I think we're supposed to be lured in by the promise of going through the cart and/or blowing it up, but <laughs> <laughs> there appear to be three armed people on either side of the cart lying in ambush for us. What do you guys think we should do? Well, this sounds like fun. Shall we <laughs> investigate uh, further? Gwendiel, I will tell you with a 23, you also, you know, perception is vision and hearing, I think, right? Uh, uh-huh. You hear one of the figures whisper to the other one, why aren't they coming over here? Uh, they're expe- And then so I tell the rest of my party, hey, they're expecting us to come over. So do we want to sit tight and wait for them to get bored and angry and try to attack us while we're waiting for them? Point, or point of order, Mr. The Sherman. best way to... Point of oh. order... I've so here's my, my suggestion. I can't, do, I can't do anything now, right? You can so, do whatever you want. Okay. So here's <laughs> my suggestion. Traveling, par- traveling party, here's my suggestion. I think that we should have Queras conduct a sing song and we all pretend we're interested in what he's singing. And <laughs> send him out we, in advance. Several no, no, no. Like we have, we sit like in rapt attention or we feign rapt attention. And these guys will eventually get so bored and so irritated that they'll try to rush us, but ha we'll be ready for them. That's my proposal. What do you guys think? I'm not really a strategist, but I read about it once in a book. And it totally worked in the great faint of Sunlight Dell. So if we have a bard, we might as well make him useful. Ah, Sunlight Dell, one of my favorite stories of all time. I think that sounds great. Uh, Kiwaris pulls out his instrument, which is (laughs) a a bagpipe. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. Some Some say the bagpipe is the best instrument. I I took bagpipe proficiency for this reason. Yes, (laughs) all all of you have heard a lot of bagpiping over the last couple days. Hopefully, you had all blocked it out until this. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say that the best way to spring a trap is to know that the trap is there, but I'm. Um, I'm second guessing. You think the best uh, way to make a trap is some kind of bagpipe plan instead? <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think we'll it was. Lull- Cat- I think it was Cat- said that. <laughs> yeah, so. we'll lull them into a false sense of security because no one, you know, this is yeah. No one ever attacks mm-hmm. bagpipers. Exactly. Do you no, have a banjo? Maybe we could do banjo. Uh, sadly, I can also play the pan flute and the dulcimer, but I'm not carrying <laughs> either of those. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't have a dulcimer. I just know how to play one. Right. <laughs> so we could make a primitive it's one. one of those, it's like riding a bicycle. You never really forget how to play the dulcimer. That's right. right. Yeah, that's what they say. 
I was going to say perhaps uh, perhaps our friend we could indulge our friend Caracon and give him an opportunity to blow up some of these ambushers. I was hoping oh, to blow right. something up. Uh, I have some good blowing up spells, I think. Right? He consulted okay. his assistant. <laughs> He's got to consult his familiar. So, are you going to blow things up by like lobbing projectiles at them, or are you going to like sneak up and try to blow them up like on site? Which one do you? I got this great thing called Chaos Bolt that really fits my personality. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's works perfect. Works from 120 feet, and it's uh, what do you think? What is it? Uh, yeah, it's a good blowing up. It's a uh, 2d8 <laughs> effect plus three hit. Does it all make sense to anybody? Uh, Why we're saying things? Mm-hmm. I think you gotta choose what type it is. Oh, so I see. Use like fire, whatever. So I could mm-hmm. use. All oh, right, I could use fire, and or, I could cast I it. Like fire, is this a good idea? Yeah, if you want to do one side and maybe I can attack the other side. I like that. I like that. Are you just, is your idea of attacking the other side that you're just going to run towards them? And Well, and- I have uh, two throw, like range hand axes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do we, Tony, just to do, be clear, can we see just these? To be clear, and you're still playing bagpipes, right? So, so right now our stra- so right now our strategy is that one part that the party splits up, half the party plays bagpipes and listens, and the other half like splits and rushes. <laughs> Unorthodox strategy. Uh, <laughs> well, they'll be writhing and pain like, from the bagpipes, so that'll help. Yeah, and it sounded like I, you had a question. I was going to ask if um, do we have the ability? Like, can we see these people well enough to target them with? spells i would say you can't yet uh so i'm uh your friend uh uh gwendiel has pointed when you you know where they are and have kind of may i suggested the general area but may may uh, i make a suggestion how mm. about not while you're playing the bagpipes? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> sign language too. With it's his... like Mumford and Very Sons, well. except for yeah. bagpipes. May I sing a suggestion? <laughs> yes, please, yes. please. I say we walk into the trap, but we'll be ready for them. Wow. And when they attack <laughs> us, we'll get the drop by being readied with our actions so that when they come out of hiding, then we target mm. them with all our spells and effects. We can we can be ready. Like like Gwyn said, we can be ready because we know the trap is coming, mm. um, but we will pretend to spring it. So the reason I'm objecting to this is just because they will know more about the trap than we do by virtue of having set it and by having observed us. And we haven't observed them yet. So this I worry true. that if we walk into the trap, then we don't know what strategic advantages they have. This is the risk that we might take. Oh. But I yeah, don't know. Which is why I wanted this is why I wanted to make them angry and impatient and have them jump out of the trap. They're already whispering about why um why we're not why aren't they going in the and, trap? And they're already like thrown by it. So let's continue and to unsubble them. Quindiel, as you express that to your bardic friend, uh, uh-huh. several figures step out of the brush, looking yes! irritated. <laughs> 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 Who the hell is playing those oh. bagpipes? Exactly. The bagpipes always flush them out. Uh, two, two figures, two figures step out. One from the north side of the road, one from the south side of the road, and they uh-huh. uh, they are looking. They look, you know, somewhat menacing. Um, they are clad in kind of you know black, or at least dingy. Uh, looking close, uh, they look, you know, I, I guess if I had to pick one word, I would say greasy. Uh, they are armed with kind of uh, old looking swords. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them's got a crossbow on his back. And uh, the one who kind of seems to be the leader 
uh, holds out his his uh, his sword and kind of waves it in your direction and says, "Oh, you owe a lot here. You 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 can't pass this road. It's a there's a toll." Hello, friends. Perhaps you know this song. <laughs> and I start playing <laughs> on the bagpipes to bat to. Uh, to buy my party some time to act. Okay, all right. I'm, the, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for some thumping. The uh, the second the second bandit like elbows the, the first one and says, "See Archer, they ain't so." B-. And Archer uh, elbows Archer him, is him the lead back. Band? Really, Archer is the lead bandit. Archer elbows him back really hard. <laughs> the second bandit is kind of catching his breath. <laughs> and Archer says, "Your weapons and belongings, drop them on the ground, and in the name of the night blades, we'll spare your lives and your bagpipe." <laughs> Ooh. Well, I gotta think about How that do we one. get you to not spare the bagpipe? I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, yeah. can we offer you the bagpipe? It's negotiable. <laughs> what if we get Karkarn to blow up the bagpipe for you? Would that work? This is an heirloom bagpipe, I'll have you know. <laughs> More money, less talking. Let's see him. Stuff on the ground. Go. Okay. Don't I'm we? Ready to, I'm about to I'm ready for some clobber. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say, yeah. I'm not so much with the clobbering. I'm I'm mostly with second guessing everybody. So I'm gonna S- let you several guys more uh, ne- several more edits kind of uh, oh. out of the woods behind. I take that back. Friend. I can fight now. Another <laughs> I, can, I can hurl a undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy at one creature. Please do. All Probably right. So Are we gonna roll here's for... how. Uh, here is how combat is going to work, friends. Right. You. Going to do what's called roll for initiative. Mm-hmm. As is traditional, you will roll a d20, and then mm-hmm. on your character sheet you have an initiative modifier. I will put you in a in a list, and mm-hmm. you will, and that will determine the order that you go in. You get a unique initiative. The bandits get one initiative, which I will roll now while you are figuring out your initiatives. Okay, go. so I rolled. I a rolled s- nineteen. Nice. Plus oh, one. good I for you. So I rolled a six, and my initiative is three, so that makes nine total. All right, I'm putting that in for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee, it looks like you put yours in already. Quera, yep. you already put yours in. Uh, Glenn, what did what did Quera come? Nineteen. I rolled nineteen, and I got. I'm a plus one initiative, so I have twenty. You have twenty. Nice. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. If you click I this, this keeps up. I don't. I don't know if you can see the turn order thing already. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. You can. Okay. Plus one. Oh, I see. Uh oh. What's this? Why is Bandit four on the the, the turn order? What does that mean? That's, that's when all they the get bandits. To go. That's oh, when okay. they get all to the go. Bandits. Oh, that's when they get so, to go. So they get yeah. to go after me. Okay. Yeah. So as a group. So basically. Uh, the bandits think that you're going to surrender uh, mm. and give them most of your money and belongings. And who, as a more or less unified front, except for Quarles, who is still concerned about his bagpipe, have turned on <laughs> the bandits very quickly. So uh, the way this works, mm-hmm. um, it, we are now in combat. Each turn in combat is like six seconds, right? So it's real quick. Uh, you can do a move, which is up to your speed. You can break that up into pieces if you want, and you do an action. An action is traditionally attacking or casting a spell. So, mm. um, Famia, you are at the top of the order, so you get to go first so if you know what you're going to do. You, know, you are a new, newish player, but uh, Aline and Dan are going to help you out. Okay. So, uh, I'm guessing just to confirm that this is the actual location so like i can it's it's approximate like approximate so basically i can draw my long sword and attack bandit three 
Yeah, I'll, I'll say, you know, you guys are all clustered together a little ways up the road, but Bandit 3 is a for you. You could totally draw your longsword, run down the, the road, and attack the uh, unfortunately named Bandit 3. <laughs> all right, everyone sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. This Bandit has a name. Bob. Bob the Bandit. Can he strike it? Five, six, seven, eight. Okay. So I am going to attack Bandit 3. I am All rolling right. my 1d8. Uh, you're going to roll a d20 first to see oh, if you yes. hit him. See if I hit. Yeah. I forget. That's okay. I assume that I'm going to hit. And I hit. I rolled a 19. So Yay! That's the positive energy Guessing. we in this campaign. Yes. 19s are pretty good. So yes. that Bandit, this is the Bandit that Arturo like elbowed in the thing. And he is like a little bit winded. And he's kind of <laughs> glaring at at, uh, at Arturo when uh, Thamia, the uh, the half giant, thunders down the road and <laughs> hits Ar- uh, hits this Bandit right in the chest. Pretty good with a long sword. Uh, for how much damage, Thamia? Uh, five plus three, which is eight. Which is eight. That Bandit... Is severely wounded. Uh, I'm going to put a little red oh. dot on him, which indicates that this is not a, a normal convention in this Dungeons and Dragons, but I think it's convenient. It means he's probably at less than half the, half health. He is he's pretty badly hurt. He is like bleeding from a large wound that you caused. With <laughs> now, Fami, you could potentially, awesome. yeah, you could potentially like move away. You can also do there are things that it might be like bonus actions or free actions, which would be like little quick things, right? Like opening a door, picking something up might be one of those. Shouting something to your friends or to your enemies uh, would be any of those. You're welcome to do all those before your turn ends. So, uh, okay. Um, I have a bonus action of two weapon fighting. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. since I already swung with the longsword and is a longsword two-handed, I can't tell. A longsword is one or it's basically versatile. So you can use it with one or two hands. Do you have another okay. weapon? So if I was to like pull the hand axe that I have and like add a second. Like, you could do a second attack with that, um, but I believe you will not get to add your um, uh, modifier to the damage. So it does less damage. Okay. okay. Well, it's still a 1d6 though. Yeah, absolutely. If I can find the six, which oh, it's a just so y'all know, the six sided dice is the normal looking dice. It's, it's cla- <laughs> di- dice classic, if you will. Helping, <laughs> yes, <laughs> helping you with there. Yeah. Oh, first, I got to roll the d twenty. Yeah. I rolled a twelve plus. Uh, wait, is it just no? What it's do I under. Add? Look at the thing, and you'll see the hit slash DC. Oh, uh, plus five. So 17. So 17. And then plus five. That seems very high. But even if it was plus one, it would have been enough. You totally hit this guy with a hand axe. Uh, Kathy, can you tell us how you killed this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're going (laughs) to. Sounds like a gentle police interrogation. (laughs) How did you kill him? So I take the long sword and I slice from like (laughs) neck and down. And then I take my hand axe and I like just kind of go for the. Wow. That's serious stuff there. This is an ex bandit. He dies with a look of shock. Is that short for extreme bandit, Tony? He looks, he dies with a look of shock and confusion on his face. And Arturo the bandit seems non nonplussed. Mm-hmm. 
I'll just give Arturo our name. Okay. And, and then so. with that, um, I think You're my done. turn is dead. <laughs> All right. Next up is Karakun, the wise. Has yet to show us wisdom, but perhaps now is the moment. Well, my wisdom is mostly the part of blowing things up. I'm just going to confess that right now. Ah, the American I'm way. Pretty smart about it. Pretty smart about it. I also like shiny objects and washing things in rivers. Mm. Um, sure, Glenn, there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom. So I don't understand that. Uh, so <laughs> on the on the sheet, there's gonna there's one that says intelligence and. Wisdom. No, I, I think he knew. It's, I think I, I can never tell when Glenn's messing with me. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to be supportive for maybe the I people just, in the audience that don't know the joke. Okay. Uh, in my head. Plus zero intelligence, so I got that going for me. Uh, so. Uh, I can move. I have a I have a thirty foot. Uh, mm -hmm. I can move thirty feet speed, right? So I can. Move yeah, forward. that's six squares. I want to go. Well, I'm I'm gonna get Arturo. I'm gonna destroy this guy. I got him. <laughs> uh, so what's my likely? And I got a spell all wrapped up, and ready to go. Your spells are probably pretty good range, so you probably don't even need to get close <laughs> it's to Arturo. Foot, it's one hundred twenty foot range. I will spell. tell you, there like that's a lot. Uh, every, everything you could right now, I use these words carefully. Everything you could possibly want to blow up is within 120 feet of you. You simply get to decide what is that thing that you are blowing up. Arturo is going down. All right. So you, this is, I, I suspect the, head, the body falls. Yeah. So now, now Glenn Karakan is some kind of magic user, correct? I'm a sorcerer. So we are going to learn how magic works in Dungeons and Dragons. <sighs> This so, been magic, Tony. I feel like I'm between Karkarakan and Arturo. Should I because worry about that? No, no. Uh, no, not unless I'm. My no, well, it depends. <laughs> it depends. As a wizard, as a, sorry, not as a wizard. That was unkind of me. How as a sorcerer, uh, Karakan probably you. has a variety of spells. Uh, well, maybe not at level two, but he has the potential to have a variety of spells, some which might affect an area and some mm -hmm. which might affect an individual. So, mm -hmm. Karakan, what spell were you thinking of casting? <laughs> On our bandit leader, Chaos Bolt, as befits my nature. And in okay, I'll uh, I'll be honest. I don't know how Chaos Bolt works. It's Let's find out really together. Long description. Ooh. It's an undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy yeah. that hits one creature within range. <laughs> so the key this there, is a, one, so Lady Gaga is what you're saying. Yeah. So. Uh, Usually with a spell, there's two types of spells. There's spells where you roll a spell attack mm -hmm. and there's spells where the spell just happens and the target of the spell has to make a saving throw to see if they are going to get hit or not. I don't know what kind of spell Chaos Bolt is. Do you? This, this says uh, the target says uh, uh, on a hit, the target takes 2d8 plus 1d6 damage. The relevant Choose sentence one is of the, the one before that. Oh, what's that? Just read huh? one sentence before the on a hit. Oh, make a ranged spell attack against the target. All right. Karakun, roll a d20 and add your spell attack modifier, which is probably plus one or plus two or plus three, I would guess, at your level. So um, roll d20 plus what, Rex? Glenn is taking. Plus three. <gasps> 19. Ooh, that's good. Okay. All right. No, no, that's um, the previous one, isn't it? Or is yeah, it? Yeah, I think you, no, rolled no. A, you rolled a one plus three, it looks like. Oh, I did the wrong oh, no. thing here. What All right. Wait, what? Um, what just happened? I rolled a D9. I, oh, I'm sorry. I rolled two different die. So <laughs> I rolled a, a die with one side. I, I'm confused. I rolled a die with Wait, one you side don't... somehow. I rolled it once. You can't roll a die with one side. If it's one side, it's a sheet of paper. No, it's a sheet of paper with two no. sides. You've just invented like a whole new field of mathematics. I hope uh, you're happy. Let's take the D20. Can someone clarify for me? 
was Glenn, is that 19 left over from earlier? That was or was that initiative. one? That, oh, that's that was his I'm initiative. Sorry. So, wait, All right. so I did so, get a one plus three. I'm sorry. Right. Glenn, the bad news is you rolled what is called a critical fail. Remember when Lisa rolled a 20 and everyone was really proud of her and was like, Lisa's the best? <laughs> this is just like that, but slightly different in that uh, your witch bolt, your chaos bolt uh, d- goes nowhere near Arturo. It may not even go near um, uh, the bandits. Uh, does anything bad happen for a sorcerer when they roll a, a one? Does anyone know, Dan? Yes, something bad. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, you missed. So when you used a, uh, you have to roll a d20, Glenn, because you okay. used a spell that is, oh, wait, hold on, I'm sorry. What what type of sorcerer are you? I think that's the relevant question. I'm a long tooth. Is what? that the right thing? No, it, that's your that's your shifter what kind of subclass. Am I? What kind of sorcerer am I? Oh, it's, um. You're using store. I... Wait, check your features and traits. Features and traits. Hold on. We're finding advice here. Uh, uh, divine magic. Divine magic. Divine magic. Okay. I don't think so. If you're a wild magic sorcerer, something bad happens. But okay. I think you're right. fine. So, uh, Karakun, there is an impressive light show from your direction, <laughs> but nothing happens to the bandits. That's what everyone always says. Unless you want to move, I think that's probably your turn. <laughs> I think I'm back in the back, so probably in a safe position. Do you want to do? You want to back up? Back up slightly from? I'm going to back up even further since I failed utterly. All right. How you start. Should... You start. You start thinking about locations back in the other direction, other towns, places. You know how you'll explain the missing missing people you set out with, uh, what your cover story is, what your new name will be, etc. <laughs> yeah. Hardly knew these people. <laughs> yeah, barely. Uh, so next up, Alina, I believe it is Lee, you. Lee, 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 Lee. So I'm going to uh, kind of try to hit Arturo, um, kind of thinking along the same lines as my um, previous actor there. And so Lee, I'm going to stumble forward. I have a quarter staff that I'm leaning on heavily stumbling toward who I have identified as the ringleader of this operation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to try to hit them with my quarterstaff. All right. Like you I... see, you see, you see me stumble. And then like, I pull my, my quarterstaff. I look like I'm going to fall. Nobody knows what's happening. And then I roll a, an 18. <gasps> Yay! That's so awesome. Arturo reaches out to help you. <laughs> Aww, that's very kind. And so or, as it's unclear, or possibly mug you, or take the quarter stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they, um, as they do that, I just knock him in the ribs, uh, for six points of damage. Oh, Arturo is not looking great. This is not how he thought his afternoon was going to go. Mm. He got a pretty light show, though. So there was that. Oh. <laughs> and pretty harmless light show. I think that is the extent of my turn. All right, Gwendiel, you are okay. kind of in the middle of the group here. Uh, Lee and Thamia have rushed up ahead to engage the uh, the bandits in close quarters combat. Uh-huh. Uh, you're you're still kind of in the back, but you know you'll know you now have a lot of breathing room now that a certain character has retreated up the road. Uh, just you and the bagpipe player alone in the road here. What, oh, good. What do, what do you want to do? Now, I think as a cleric, you probably have a variety of tactics you could take here. I don't know any of them. 
Didn't um, mind two, the two classic ones would be hang back and cast spells or shoot crossbow bolts or run in and hit somebody with a mace. I would say. Yeah, my, my plan was to go with the crossbow, to be okay. honest, because I noticed that although our two rows in the front and maybe staggering around, there are two people behind him. There are. And I feel pretty confident that Thamia could probably take out the ones um, to the south, but I'm a little concerned mm-hmm. about the guys from the north. So, all right, tell me, I roll the d20 first? Yep. So okay, you're firing me... a crossbow bolt. That's right, crossbow aficionados. I've learned that your crossbows shoot bolts. So uh-huh. I whip out the crossbow. I just rolled a three. Um, let's see. I have a five that goes with it so that's, that's eight. eight total okay so Your it's an crossbow eight. the crossbow bolt kind of whizzes between lee and arturo and thunk into the side of the wagon uh on the on the thing there oh um, that's not but, good like yeah didn't didn't mm-hmm. didn't get to arturo okay it did not so get that to was arturo. your yeah, that was your action. You could mm-hmm. now choose to move around if you wanted, or if there's any other kind of simple things that you wanted to do as a free action or a bonus action. Oh, I'm putting myself near um, Thamia and Lee at this point. All right. <laughs> so you kind of, you want to like scamper forward and be right behind Thamia? Yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds great. All right. Next up is Team Bandit. Uh-oh, Go Bandits. Bandits. Bandits! Everybody loves bandits. Uh, well, the good news is you have killed one out of six bandits already. The bad news is that there are five there are bandits five remaining. And there are, I believe, five of you, is how I would count. So, two more bandits cleanly step out of the woods behind Arturo. The other two are on the southern side here. Um, so I think this one's just a step over his friend. Two bandits are going to rush up uh, they have seen that that Thamia is a force to be in with, and so they are going to uh, to pull out their kind of old rusty metal swords and attack Thamia in hopes of taking down the tough one first. No. So no. Thamia, you, two sword attacks coming your way. You might check your armor class now because I'm going to tell you two numbers, and you're going to tell me if they are anywhere near your armor class or not. So, first one, uh, rolled a critical fail. He trips on the guts of his friends <laughs> yes, yes, that, yes. that Thamia cut in half um, and gets kind of tangled up in that. It's unsightly. Um, but the second one takes the long path through the underbrush and mm-hmm. gets up into, uh, gets closer to Thamia and swings his sword. Thamia, uh, 16 versus your armor class. I have a 19. Oh, and so you block it with the long oh, sword. And yes. he looks oh, like this has never happened to him before. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it happens to everybody in the best of times. Sometimes that's mm. what gets blocked. Mm-hmm. All right. About it, kiddo. On the other side of the road, the battle continues. Arturo is looking... Uh, He's looking upset. He has been hit in the stomach with a quarterstaff. He did not think a piece of wood could hurt like that. And so he is turning and trying to uh, slice a piece out of Lee. Uh, That's only an 11 Lee. Any chance that hits you? No. Yeah. So you are like you are moving like a dancer and he is just he is attacking where you were seconds ago. Uh, The other two are not 
sure what to do about this. This, this, uh, you know, person who's not armed with a sword or a crossbow, like, what do you deal with that? And so they hang back. They don't want to get in the fray with Arturo there because Arturo is kind of swinging wildly. Uh, so these two, this is Bandit 3 and another Bandit. Uh, mm-hmm. They are going to ready some crossbows and fire crossbows at Lee. Ooh. So Lee, crossbow bolt number one um, is a six, which is not very intimidating. Yeah, but crossbow no. bolt number two, it's a critical. Somehow you are dancing, you are blocking, you are dodging sword attacks and crossbow bolts, and one catches you. Five damage. Five? Yeah. Okay. Now, just checking, you are level two characters, mm-hmm. not the highest level. How does five points of damage sound to a level two character that is Lee, that is you, Aline? <laughs> Sounds like about a third of my health is gone. All right, so not not great. Like yeah. you don't want to do that two more times. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So that was Team Bandit. Uh, next up is my favorite bard in this adventure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like the qualifier. So, uh, Ooh, sing your turn. Q, sing your yeah, turn. Q slings his bagpipe over his shoulder and he draws a <laughs> rapier and gives it some experimental slashes as he strolls towards the bandits and singing, Arturo Bandito, you'll soon be finito. <laughs> Kill me! Kill me! Not the bandits! I like that. Does he bring the rapier out of the bagpipe? That yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, bring one of yes. the things in like the bagpipe. Sword. One it's of like the one horns, of the yeah, one of the pipes is a sword. You guys <laughs> thought cane swords were cool. They got nothing on bagpipe. Oh, Who bag knows swords. what the other four or five bag are? Bagpipe rapiers, yes. Bagpipe rapiers is a great band. Saw them open for the Dropkick Murphys. Oh yes, thank gosh. you. Oh, Dan, I was going to do the same thing. Not even the same type of joke, the same joke. Oh, you guys, brain embarrassing. you guys are in Boston Share and the Dropkick brain. Murphys at their concert, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, boy, I'm going to roll and see how bad this goes <laughs> so you Not are targeting q you, you are targeting going right for the head of the yeah. stake oh yeah Arturo. that's what you do that's what you do i rolled mm-hmm. and so you do. i rolled an 11 i have a plus five so that's 16 Ooh. that will hit a bandit roll me damage all right let's see how this goes uh that will be a total of nine damage on him Ooh. Oh, that uh, QRS, could you tell us what a, a, a blow that takes down a bandit looks like? Yeah, so actually, he's, you know, he's sort of flourishing a little bit. But as he gets up there, like seeing that all the attention is on the sword, he suddenly just like moves just incredibly fast and just does like one little like stab just right through the heart. He's just, yeah. and then it's just, he just, Gotta hurt. he goes down, he goes down like Gotta a hurt. sack of potatoes. Well, the uh, the four remaining bandits uh, have about a second as they have like a brief interchange between all of them, communicated only through looking at each other at, with shifty mm-hmm. eyes. And basically, there is a range of panic and excitement on on between the various bandits. And you hear one of them kind of like it looks like he mouths the word promotion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, Kyriaris, you are standing over the slain body of uh, Arturo the bandit. Mm-hmm. You're in the in the fray here right next to two other bandits. Do you want to hang out here? What's your plan? Uh, I, well, I can't really move away without encouraging them to attack me. So I will. Uh, they have crossbows out, so I will oh, say that they crossbows. are not. Yeah, okay. those guys had crossbows because they didn't want to. He'll. Uh, they didn't want to get up in there with Lee. Q will step back a square, and then he'll do like a flourish and a bow. <laughs> Oh, right. It's un- unclear if anyone saw that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. 
Sam, you are next. So there are two bandits right up in your grill uh, engaged with you. That means if you tried to get away, they would potentially get to hit at you if you, uh, but also I feel like maybe you're pretty happy with where you are. I, I, I'm pretty content in this situation. Um, can you tell me which one was the one that like stumbled when they tried to attack me? Uh, that would be Bandit Bandit 4. Bandit okay. 4 is uh, currently kind of ankle deep in guts. Okay, cool. So I'd like to add some more guts to oh, gosh. His, um, not his. Not his own guts. I mean, let's go. That's actually a good, a good plan. It's I'm gonna, like a DIY thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's actually add some of Bandit 5's guts so i would like to guys this is the worst cooking show i've ever tuned in <laughs> you're welcome i mean we do uh goliaths do tend to cook in a different uh situation i'm making that up i have no idea but we're mm. going with that um oh except i rolled a two so i'm guessing i'm not hitting them yeah i would just as as you are learning a little bit about dungeons and dragons sometimes i don't bother to do the math on twos yeah um, no, you know? I'm not like that. No, that's a yeah. So you're trading, you're trading blows back and forth, but it's all it's fancy sword work that you're both like blocking and parrying. Now, you okay. do you still have two weapon fighting? Can you be using your hand axe also? Yes, yes. So I will roll my hand. Roll, blah, 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 blah. roll for my hand axe. I rolled a nine, which uh, is plus five. Is no. it really plus five? Yeah, because yeah. I assume your strength is a plus three, right? Yep. Yep, and the okay. proficiency bonus at level two is plus two. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. So you are you are like trading blows with the longsword, and the longsword is not getting through, but you manage to sneak the hand axe like under his sword and, <laughs> and clip him. And you are going for bandit five here, right? Yes. Roll yes. me some damage with that hand axe. Five plus three <laughs> is eight. That is a lot of damage to Bandit 5. Bandit 5, you just, yeah, you cut a good-sized gash in his side, <laughs> and there is a, uh, a superfluous amount of blood uh, spraying everywhere. Oh, lovely. Copious, it's a little sprinkle copious. on top of the guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, end of turn. Karakun, you are next. I'm really far away. Should I get closer? Is that probably good? Yeah, idea? you now that it looks like your friends might have a chance, you may wish to return to the battle. <laughs> uh, so how far can I go up to between uh Kawaris and uh Gwindi I, th I think you can get in back into the battle if you need it. Or or remember your Here's range on many me. of your spells. Your range on many of your spells is like hundred feet. So you well, know a bunch of them are thirty that I've got in my repertoire. Oh, okay. You, you are you totally have the ability to get within thirty feet of the uh Four remaining bandits. Um, can you click on that for a second? Yeah, we're doing one. one we're consulting on Bane. Oh, a good one. Up to uh, three creatures of my choice. Oh, it doesn't do any damage. I Listeners, Glenn has uh, uh, in the role of his child basically a Dungeons and Dragons caddy, which, <laughs> as far as I can tell, <laughs> is a service. Yes. Somehow the marketplace has not provided this for all of us, but it looks give like an the, invaluable uh, service. Give me the third level spell. Yeah, I think I can hit it from here. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, may I suggest Bane? What, uh, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. What do you think I should do here? What's the, uh, well, I got, I got mage, mage armor, I realized this. Reason. I got Witch Bolt. 
That which, I, I don't know which, spray. which bolt. Which bolt? <laughs> which bolt indeed? Now, I, I believe- love that show on Netflix. You toss a coin to your witch bolt. <laughs> which bolt? I believe what Bane does, uh, Dan can probably correct me or maybe Aline. Uh, Bane basically puts kind of a punishment on all of the enemies, which might be important for ending the fight it quickly. Does, is that what ooh, does? Three different uh, enemies. And essentially, it's the inverse of bless, which is to say every time they try to do something to us, they get penalized and have to roll a die ooh. and subtract that number. Uh, the one downside to it is they, they'll get a chance to save against oh uh, so basically you can give them bad luck for a turn yeah. or you could fire a witch bolt at someone <laughs> so glenn what do you feel like do you want to hurt one person or do you want to inconvenience three people i i think given my previous uh strategy i think maybe this that's, the that's a generous a word <clears throat> look it was pretty lights uh um, bane i think i'm gonna do bane i think bane all right that's the advisable can you tell us how bane works uh, up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make charisma saving throws whenever a target that fails this saving throw makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw All right. let me ask Glenn uh, or Karakun there are four bandits you get to target three of them do you want to bother targeting the wounded one, or do you want to do you want to cast Bane on the three healthy bandits? No, I think on the three healthy bandits. All right, I am going to so. do a. You said it's a charisma saving throw. It's a charisma. Each of the people have yeah. to charisma saving throws. throw. You spell save DC is spell safety. What spell save DC is eleven. My save. so they need to get an eleven or higher. I'm going to do okay. one at a time from kind of top to bottom. So this is is another bandit. Let me tell you, you don't get into the life of banditry with a good charisma score. So (laughs) this is their chances of this is about 50, 50 Uh, bandit. One uh, gets it. They get bandit. One gets an 11 bandit. Three bandit. Three gets a nine bandit. Bandit. Three suffers a Bane. I'm going to put a little symbol on him and bandit four, who I don't think has actually done anything to any of you yet. (laughs) <laughs> mainly because tripped on guts. Bandit four also gets an eleven. So what? one sorry, that that was unlikely. Three, one bandit is inconvenience. Two bandits have unsettling thoughts, but get through it. Arkan, I think that's your turn. Life in twenty twenty. All, right. All right. Lee, what is next? Hmm. Okay, so I'm sorry, does Bane give us any advantage if we hit? I apologize. Bad effect. Just a bad effect. Yeah. Okay. Um, So I think I'm just going to kind of stumble northward a little bit. All right. There's a a bandit with a crossbow who does not like that there is suddenly a monk next to him. Yep. And that is the one, I think, the one directly north of where I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, uh, as I kind of step, um, again, unsteadily toward that person, we use the term lightly, I'm going to try to hit them with my quarter staff. It's a 14. Yeah. All right. Oh, I rolled a one. So that's five points of damage. That's still a significant amount of um, damage for a bandit. 
And I think, in fact, what I'm also going to do is use one of my Kai points. Ooh. And I am going to use Flurry of Bows. So I can make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. So you have run over there and hit him with your staff, and now you're just going to punch him twice in the face. It's what Flurry I Flurry of Blows. So yeah. that first one was a 17, yep. and the second was a 9. All right, so the 17 hits. Um, that is six points of damage. He goes down Woo-hoo! like a sack of dead potatoes. <laughs> Are there sacks of other things? A sack of live, live potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never heard a cry of a live potato? It will haunt you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many eyes, but only yeah, one right. cry. I have eyes, but I cannot scream. As I as I punch this dude, I'm looking at the other bandit who is a little bit catty corner to me. I'm just kind of giving him the stink eye. Yeah, the I guy that you guy just you, the guy that you just caved the head in of was definitely the guy that was like promotion. Um, <laughs> bandit three, who is also feeling some unsettling side effects from Bane, looks terrified. <laughs> All right, Lee. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Gwendiel. You are next. Okay, I'm gonna... You've got three targets left. One of them's already pretty badly wounded. Two fresh bandits. Oh, okay, uh, there's two fresh bandits which who await. Um, I'm gonna move diagonal, so I'm in front of uh, this bandit right here. Yep, you stride into battle. I stride into battle, so I can do a command spell. Oh. And um, let me do my little roll first to see if the spell is actually worth anything. Uh, 20, um, so five plus, let's see, um, what's WIS? Is that, um, wisdom. wisdom. Okay. So, um, let's see, you're going to have to walk me through the map uh, for, through what I'm adding to my five here. Do I add the modifier, the spell attack or the save? So you. You want to add, this is, you see the numbers at the top of your character sheet, the strength, okay. dexterity, constitution. Mm-hmm. You uh-huh. want to use, so there'll be wisdom, a plus, oh, okay. whatever, and okay. then so in, a larger number below it. You want to use the plus or minus whatever. And in this case, okay. command, the way so command got... works is you're not actually doing a spell attack. Uh-huh. That person has to do a saving throw. So you are using the effect. Okay. They get a chance to sort of dodge, as it were, or resist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, in that case, and if they if they don't resist, then I can do the spell. Yes, exactly. So uh, okay. essentially, what you'll need is your where it says spell save DC. Um, uh-huh. Which, uh huh. For you is probably similar to uh, to My, minus thirteen. Thirteen. There you go. So they got to roll better than a thirteen, 13. on their wisdom. All right. Okay. So I have five plus three is the uh, is the, you, you the, the plus three that. for wisdom. Huh? Uh, you, you didn't need that. The the bandit is going to have to roll wisdom. Okay. So you basically like, you know, you point out at him and, and uh-huh. use the man spell uh-huh. and he feels startled and he's going to make a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, wisdom, also not an, a, a, a <laughs> thing that leads to the life of banditry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but he did better than your spell save. So <gasps> no! What? Yeah. What? No! Smart Alec. He All sneers right. at you. Uh, there goes my... Uh... I will defeat you and I will win the glory of the Night Lord. All right, I'm, I'm ducking. If I'm, my name is not Tasty Beat. 
Okay, it, it so like, the night seems lord. like his name is his name is Tasty Pete. So also. even while I'm I'm angry that my spell didn't work because I was gonna order him to I was originally gonna order him to hold so we could interrogate him, but mm-hmm. he he gave us information because his name is Tasty Pete and he serves the night lord. Okay, some information. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, then I run. Still not particularly. So, some information may be more valuable than others. <laughs> so. Oh, I don't know. I feel like this Tasty Pete thing is the key to unlocking it all. All, all right. right, that's one idea. <laughs> I was sad when they didn't renew Tasty. Pete on Amazon. Mm. <laughs> oh, I prefer. Oh. I like. I like. I like Tasty Pete and Tasty Pete. On <laughs> nice. Yes. So, I have all right. La 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 la. <laughs> Next up is the bandits. Though Uh-oh. you have defeated three bandits, uh-huh. half the bandits remain, and they are a vicious group. They look mad that you have defeated their friends. They hope that they might take several of your lives or at least all of your belongings to pay as tribute to some evil creature that they report to. Will this be the time that finally one of you is defeated or at least takes a lot of damage or will you stand together and be victorious in your first ever battle in Dungeons and Dragons for answers to questions such as these tune in next time to Total Party Kill. Listeners and live stream, we are going to take a short break and be back in a couple minutes. Bye. Right, Dan? All right.
Hi, live stream. Hi, bootleg. We are back. We're about to play some more Dungeons and Dragons. I hope you're doing okay. Dan, how many people are watching the stream right now? There are, according to my numbers, 36 people. Oh, wow. You guys are great. Thank you for taking time. We love our viewers who listen. Thank you so much. It's awesome. I think probably a lot of people are stuck in their homes like us. No, so I hope everyone is doing good. That's not it. Tony, making, they're here for us. Or making the choice to enjoy our content that we're providing on the internet. Uh, just a required plug. You can support the Incomparable Network and or the Total Party Kill podcast if you want by signing up as a member. You get some free stuff and you get the warm satisfaction of sending some money our way. Or to, you know, maybe there's another Incomparable podcast you like a lot more than this one. And this is your reminder to support that one and really stick it to us. You could do that. By going <laughs> ah, to memberships out of spite. Last members. <laughs> I will tell you, for every member who signs up and supports Total Party Kill, I will think a mean thought about a pigeon. That is a service Whoa. I am providing. Whoa. One membership, one that mean thought. And I want to be clear here. I think pigeons are fine. I think they are doing the best they can with a rough situation. This is work that I am doing for you people. Tony, point of order. <laughs> so, yeah. Specific pigeons? Yes, each Ooh. individual pigeon. That's what I like to hear. Wow. I see a lot of pigeons in my commute uh, when I am commuting. <laughs> I was going to say, how many pigeons are in your house, Tony? <laughs> there are zero pigeons in my house. and one, usually that you know of. Yeah, one parrot. I can't think more mean thoughts about that parrot. It'll know. <laughs> so, all right, let's do this. Welcome back to Total Party Kill. It's me, your dungeon master of this podcast, Tony Sindelar. Hello, nerds. We are continuing our new uh, mini adventure. Uh, we are playing the adventure known as the Nightblade. Something I said set off my watch. Um, <laughs> what is happening? Oh, Tony, Welcome you also back. have a DM caddy. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Total Party Kill. We, I am your Dungeon Master, Tony Sindelar. Hello, nerds. We are continuing nerds. our uh, unnamed mini-adventure. We are playing the published adventure, The Nightblade. Uh, we have a mix of old and new players joining us. Allow me to introduce them in initiative order as we are joining things mid-battle. This will be quick and fast. First up, Dan Morin. Hello, I am playing Cuerus, a bard. Next up, <laughs> Kathy Campbell. I am playing Thamia, a Goliath fighter. Also here, Glenn Fleischman. I am present, playing Karakon, a sorcerer. Also, also here, Aline Sims. <laughs> I am Lee, the Air Janassi. Janassi. <laughs> <laughs> you Janassi. I don't know, what, don't know what that accent is, but I love it. <laughs> you know what just anyway, I'm a monk. Yeah. Um, and Wendy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> last but not least, it's Lisa Schmeiser. Hi, I'm playing Gwendiel, a human cleric. And following them at the top of the order, it's Team Bandit. Go Bandits! <laughs> Woo, Bandits! The worst oh, high school football team. In our first <laughs> session with our new players, uh, you traveled uh, to the town of White Sparrow, but you didn't quite get there because some jerks laid a trap on the road, and Arturo, the bandit leader of the, uh, the these horrible, wretched people, uh, attempted to get the drop on you, did not. Um, and so uh, you have slain three bandits, but three bandits remain their de facto leader, one tasty. <laughs> so 
Team Bandit is next. I'm going to go for the Bandits. So first off, Aline, uh, you are standing there having defeated two Bandits in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, one Bandit remains. He switches his uh, crossbow for a, uh, a sword, rusty-looking sword, and comes in swinging. Now this Bandit has b- had Bane cast on him by uh, Karakun. So this Bandit... Rolls a pretty impressive looking 19 to hit, but yeah. when he is Bane cast on him, he has to roll a d4 and subtract that. Uh, I rolled a 2. 19 minus 2 is 17. 17 to hit. Still hits. 17 will hit you. So his sword cuts you hard in the arm for 4 damage. Meanwhile, <laughs> on the other side of the road, we have one bandit clinging to life. He is, has blood kind of all around him, his his own blood, to be clear, uh, because he has inflicted, he has been the target of several grievous wounds from Thamia, the half giant, and he will swing his sword in vain at you, Thamia. Uh, that is a pretty impressive twenty-one. Ooh, I my armor is nineteen. Can you do anything about this? I suspect not. I don't know where. To all right, to a sword catches you in the side for four damage, slashing damage. Tasty Pete seems impressed that finally the tides are turned. Perhaps they have just, you know, separated the wheat from the chaff in this bandits. You perhaps you've done him a favor by eliminating um, four damage, Thamia. Perhaps you've done a, a, a favor by eliminating the uh, the people that were just the freeloaders in the bandit group. And he is going to also attack Thamia. Uh, slightly less impressive, 17. I think you said your armor class was yeah, 19. Yeah, mine's 19. So. Clang! Boom! Yeah. Clang, clang, clang goes the armor. KCP. In keeping with the bard. KCP, not as impressive as his friends. Bard, you are next. Uh, Qwaris will inspect his sword and then he will turn towards uh, the now de facto bandit leader, walk over to him, singing, Tasty Pete, don't you think it's about time? You give up this life of crime. Oh. And he's doing a little dance with his sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you're up for. Oh I had gosh, to get a prop. Props. I had to get my prop. <laughs> Tasty Pete can't be beat. Uh, and then he Probably. will uh, stab him. <laughs> He'll do the stabbing. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Rapier. Uh, that was a very impressive two. <laughs> Plus five is seven. Uh, the song was better than the stabbing. Oh, <laughs> so often Just is. Story of your life. <laughs> so true. So true. All right. Well, let's move it along. Thamia, you are next. A bard is helping. Ish. We'll see. He's not actively hindering. Potentially. Uh, depends. Um, well, so the name Tasty Pete and the association with Thamia and her interest in tasty people so <laughs> uh just because i am a goliath doesn't mean that i am uh would it be uh oh my gosh not, i almost said you're cannabis. Not a cannibal <laughs> yeah. you're not a cannibal uh, eating other species i suppose yeah is it a cannibal if it's other i don't know this is a comment for another time are you I a cannibal like. or a cantibal <laughs> mm. well, if, you're, uh, if you're half human is it only half cannibalism mm. You know, so actually, maybe like, it's like ethical carnivore. Eat the top half. It's like we ethical to... carnivorism, carn- carnivorous <laughs> carnivore. We should uh, submit this to Robot or Not, which is another mm-hmm. lovely podcast on this network. <laughs> and in that vein, let's 
Um, I'm going to, of course, attack Bandit 5, who doesn't have a name, and we don't care, because he hit me, and that yeah. doesn't make me very happy. A, Technically, someone... he has a name. I have a feeling he may die before he gets to share it. <laughs> My name was! His name is small. <laughs> His small. His name is smaller, less tasty Pete. Hey, I rolled a unsavory Pete. Yes, plus five is nineteen. <gasps> oh, oh, that's that's a murder. Nice. You do you do. With you're gonna do a murder, sword, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna do a murder with yeah. a long sword. Yeah, um, because I'm rolling my one d eight plus three, and I rolled a six plus three is nine because nice. I can do maths. And, you uh, have slain another bandit. Tasty <laughs> Pete cries out, No! Rudy! He was my cousin! Oh. Sammy, do you want to murder any other cousins on your turn? I mean, we might as well um, take my hand axe. And so, again, I like I, I like the neck, chest, like, slicing thing. It's and the then Rob I can... Roy move. Swing around <laughs> with my hand axe towards very tasty Pete. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 12 plus 5 is 17. Amia is a force to be reckoned with. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to roll my 1d6 plus 3. Oh, I only got 4. All right. Well, you catch uh, Tasty Pete in the side of the head for four hit points. He was not expecting us. He was only on the first stage of grief. He was not ready for the third stage. Axe to the head. <laughs> so he's got some 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 of his blood coming out of a wound in the top of his head. He's feeling bad about that. We're making a nice pile. Yeah. You only have two bandits left. And oh, I should check. The bandit had the potential to save against being baned, and he did save. So two bandits left that are relatively unscathed, but probably pretty demoralized. Speaking of demoralized, Karakon, you are next. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? Uh, My my spell caddy has been suggesting poison spray. Okay. Poison spray? That only works within 10 feet, but I think I'm close enough to uh, affect... Tasty Pete. Tasty Pete? Yeah. You're tenderizing uh, Tasty Pete. Now. Wait a second. Am I so, in the way of that poison spray? Uh, no, I can just kind of reach okay. around you a little bit. All right. Yeah. I, so <laughs> yeah. I go. Oh, yeah. Here get down. <laughs> this is noxious gas that escapes my palm, which is not much different than my normal life. And <laughs> Ah, uh, the life of a freelance writer. <laughs> oh. Why am I in my basement? Uh, <laughs> it says the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 poison damage let me tell you the one good the one thing that does lead to a life of banditry and living on the road is slightly better than average constitution i wonder but but tasty pete will try tasty pete has rolled a critical fail (laughs) tasty pete is still grieving tasty pete has taken a serious blow to the head from an axe and tasty pete breathes deeply as you spray noxious gas in his face (laughs) <laughs> what happens to Tasty Pete, Glenn? Well, uh, the poison spray is not a pretty sight. Space starts to shrivel up and darken, blacken, and then, wait, is he going to die from this? Uh, it's unclear. Well, it starts to look like his head is so shriveled up it may actually crackle and fall off his head, uh, fall off his, the rest of his body. Mm-hmm. What, uh, I, I suspect that you get to roll some damage for this poison spray. Oh, uh, roll a 12 for, roll a d12. Man, the, the elusive d12. d12. A D12. Ooh. D12. Wow. Uh, okay. So I'm rolling a D12. 
Glenn nice. Fleischman is rolling a D12 for the first time. Pro tip to your listeners. When you're rolling a D12, roll high. Uh, Glenn, <laughs> nine damage. Nine. nine. All right, Glenn. Do I add it? Wait, do I add anything or no? Nope, Just nine. I will tell you, you have poisoned Tasty P. You see the gruesome sight of to- <laughs> Tasty P slowly being uh, dying, asphyxiating from poison gas that emanated from your hand. Not so tasty now. Right? <laughs> Wait, one, there's one bandit left. Can we keep him and interrogate him? One bandit is left and he looks I really want to find terrified. out if he was sent. Was he sent from... Uh, from somebody is there anything he can tell us about his master what can we learn about the people who sent him well uh we are still in the fray of battle so we'll see what happens yes. lee you're next okay you make you may or may not murder this bandit before um gwendiel gets to express a, a variety of valid questions well oh. let's try um no can i can i can i be put on the record as screaming no no keep one alive i, I yes. have questions i have Free questions action. and i also okay. say uh you How know much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck so a thing to think wood. about um you can theoretically always choose to do non-lethal damage if mm-hmm. it makes sense for the type of attack it's real hard when you're like stabbing people or <laughs> pouring poison gas on their face but mm-hmm. you know if you're punching lee could choose to knock somebody out instead of uh um, okay. Dana, what are the other rules on things that could or could not be lethal damage? Do you know? I mean, don't shoot someone in the head. I don't yeah. think there are any... I don't believe there are hard and fast lethal, uh, okay. lethal damage rules. So the key thing is you just have to tell me I am choosing not yeah, to kill Usually them. it's just you have to sort okay. of declare it. Yeah. Right. So anyway, Aline, sorry to interrupt your turn. Continue. That's okay. Please don't uh, kill him. Okay. All right. So I hear... <laughs> my traveling companions plea you and may so, or may not care <laughs> yeah i may or may not care. Uh, i'm going to i'm going to try to sweep its their legs out from under <gasps> sweep, sweep the legs leg. with my quarter staff mm-hmm. um, sweep the leg johnny mm-hmm. oh uh so that's an eight somehow this one remaining bandit uh, his reflexes are honed by fear, and he has a <laughs> lot of fear. Manages to jump over the the uh, staff that you swing right. at his legs. Impressive. Um, well, in that in that case, hand. Let me just read a thing, very mm-hmm. briefly. You know read the thing where thing. when somebody dodges an attack, you murder them. Is that what you have? <laughs> no, I, I. Well, maybe. Um, I do have the fear flurry of blows. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so as a bonus action, it doesn't, I don't have to successfully hit. Uh-uh. Um, I just have to use my attack. So I'm going to use another, um, is it key point, key point? Key. Key? Okay. So I've I'm heard gonna people use it. say key, but I don't I'm going to use another key point uh, to try to hit it with, hit them with my fists. Uh-huh. And that is a 23, which hit. I think hits. Yep. Um, and I think that's Two blows. Oh, two blows. So that was a twenty-three. That's two is the minimum minimum number required for a flurry, I believe. So yes, that's, you have hit him that's twice. That's what I've learned from Dairy Queen. Yep. Um, and <laughs> I don't know. I had a flurry all by myself. Let me tell you. Why? Why do we keep coming here? That's fourteen points of damage, but I imagine I'm pulling my punches. All right, he crumples to the ground like a sack of bruised potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes, potatoes. Um, Yeah, you, 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 you've punched him solidly in the head, Lee, and he, uh, he goes down. 
so you are out of combat. You have survived. It is just you and a road full of dead or unconscious bandits and an X wagon. Delightful. What will you do? I mean, I, I believe it still is a wagon, even though it's turned over and broken. I don't when believe it's, it's an ontological discussion we can have. <laughs> yeah. Do you still wanna do you still wanna blow it up, Karkar on the, the, the Can, Perhaps perhaps Kar- we should Kar- investigate Kar- the wagon before we blow it up, just in case I would like to put the any valuables. Would you like me to end the blowing up lift the wagon over? Because I believe, as a half giant, that I probably could do something similar to that. Yeah, maybe you should right like the a... wagon, put it the right side up. Yes, that is yes. the correct word that I was definitely thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, give I, me a. Uh, I, I want to see a twelve or a higher on a strength check, uh, Thamia, for you to, uh, you know, single-handedly lift a wagon back where it should be. Sixteen plus three. Cool. You make it look easy. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> All right. So like I've righted the wagon. Search, search the wagon. All right. The wagon mm-hmm. does not, it looks like this wagon was probably used as kind of like a campsite by these uh, bandits. There's mm-hmm. no animal to pull the wagon. There's just kind of rubbish and personal belongings of the bandits in there. There's no goods. It looks there's, like they're probably. There's nothing we want. Yeah. There will create a food that instead of being opened, someone just smashed and most of the food has been picked through, and there's just kind of like, looks like there was probably some bread in there. Someone has eaten the bread in hardtack, and it's just crumbs mm. left. So it looks like this, ba- this this wagon's main function was as road blocking um, mm. more than anything. Succeeded. And, yeah. they're all, and they seem pretty poor, too, if they don't have a lot of belongings, and there's no it food It does left. not look like these are the most successful of bandits. What, what well, you got rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well... Perhaps we should continue on our. Do the bandits have anything on them? We search them. No. You well, search them. We have one to question. You have, right? and you have one, we to, have one question. to question. Right, cool. Yeah. All right. So we have to we have to restrain them somehow, tie, don't we? Tie him up. Yes. Can we tie them? Can, Am I carrying you, him, Lisa? What would you use to tie someone up in Dungeons and Dragons? What would I use? Um, <laughs> do I have a? Um, well, I was just checking my um, equipment to see if I had any rope in there. I'm unfamiliar um, with this object. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So um, why would I use a? <laughs> why would I use a physical object when I might have a spell? <laughs> I do have uh, fifty feet of silk rope. <laughs> oh well, don't ask. Fancy. Um, don't ask. All right, so I don't think consent is a concern here. And, <laughs> and may we use your fifty feet of silk robe to tie this guy Absolutely. up? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, all great. right. He is like a, a terrifying silken mummy because he used all fifty feet. <laughs> well, we don't want to cut it. We might. Did you leave the mouth open so he can talk? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. As long as like his head why, is unimpeded. Why did you Why did you wrap him so that his arms are outstretched? Unclear. I will, <laughs> I will. I will point out that as a uh, as someone who spent some some time aboard a ship, I I know all the knots. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you effectively macrameed this guy into submission. <laughs> all right. He uh, he seems he seems to have woken up, though he has been hit in the head several times by Lee and is shaken. <laughs> Okay, so it's time for us to talk to him, right? I, I guess it's up to you. If he's awake, I want to talk to him. So I have, um, what sort of, um, so I have, an, I have investigation as like one of my my uh, intelligence skills. 
that would usually be like asking around town. Oh. In a, I would say that probably this is more of a persuade or an intimidate type situation. Oh, Am I making okay. up skills that are relevant to your character? No, sheets? I have neither persuasion nor intimidation, unfortunately. I have plus one intimidation. You can mm. also just talk to people. Well, I've got, I mean, yeah. you did. We just murdered five of his friends. So yeah. we ask him, why did you try to ambush us? Uh, uh, I was just following orders. Okay, who gave you the orders? Uh, the Night Lord. So does the Night... Who is the Night Lord? He's, uh, he's in charge of the bandits. Don't hurt me anymore. My head hurts. Is there so more than one group of bandits? Well, I mean, we're like a scouting party. Okay, so you're a scouting party for more bandits? Yeah, we're, uh, I just, I was hoping, I just joined up and mm-hmm. we haven't proven ourselves yet and they don't let us stay in the base until we, um, until we bring them some stuff. All right, so you have like, a group, pers- so there's a bigger like, group of bandits that sort of serve the Night Lord back at the base. Yeah, There's I mean, I base. guess, to be fair, I'm like a prospective bandit. So you're a prospect. Oh, oh poor. What's that? A prospective bandit? It's like the, no, it's like the sons of anarchy we did. It's still like the, I yep. can't this. So we want you to take us to the, to tell us where the bandit's uh, clubhouse is. Uh, 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 I don't want to. You saw what we did to your friends, right? Yeah, but the Night Lord's really scary, guys. How about bagpipes? How do you feel about bagpipes? We got a guy who will not hesitate to bagpipe at you for 12 hours if we ask him to. Gwendiel, I'm going to ask you to roll uh, Intimidate. And I will tell you, because you have a bagpipe player in the background, you have what's mm-hmm. called advantage. It means you roll two d20 and take uh-huh. the higher. So roll two, roll a d20, then roll another d20. Okay, take I take, four, I take 14. Take 14. All right. Uh-huh. Good choice. Okay. No more bagpipes. <laughs> all right. So all we want is the location. Okay. We want the location. Um, no. Okay. Can you tell me the location is? Yeah, there's an old there's an old tower. It's called the Lonely Torch. It's mm-hmm. it's north of White Sparrow. That's where the Night Lord lives. Okay, Please don't tell him I told you. How many people are there? Oh, like a lot. Can you count? Do you know how to count? Like more than ten. I can't count more than that, but more than that. Would you what like to learn how? Can we teach? Take you? off your shoes. Okay, so so we're he looking takes at off his shoes. <laughs> no, he can't. He's all tied up in macrame. He's like yeah. in a silken macrame knot. He can't do anything. Um, kind of nice. So what we know is that they're in an old tavern. There's a couple dozen of tower, them. I'm sorry. Tower. I may, have, I, may have, I may not have enunciated it well. An old tower. Okay. An old tower. Uh, somebody in the light. It does. And the night Lord is the boss of all of you. Yeah. We're the night blades. I mean, we were, I mean, uh-huh. they are. They I'm are. not. That seems like a bad idea in retrospect. What do the night blades do when they're not waylaying innocent travelers? I mean, that's kind of, that, that's, that that's most of it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. most of it? All right. Yeah. You're not going to get me to admit to anything else. Oh, man. Really? Not even with the bagpipes? I know not my rights. The... <laughs> Where's my lawyer? I'm like a lawyer. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a moment to take, consult. Take me to the night lawyer. So. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take a night moment court. to consult. 
I'm going to take a moment to consult with my my travel companions because they might have questions I hadn't thought of. Okay, I think I might kind of pass out. My head really hurts. (laughs) Okay, we'll wake you if we need anything. Let's teach him how to count. He doesn't know how to count more than 10. Yeah, but he can't see them right now. I think that's a more involved undertaking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want to teach him how to count. (laughs) Know this tower that we're talking about? I'm pretty new in town, so I don't really know. I have history. Could I roll some history on that? Roll history. Please do. All right. I will roll some history. I've been rolling terrible. Let's try this die. That's a six. Qyaris, you are not sure. It seems, though it might occur to you that probably people in town would know about this tower. Mm -hmm. Perhaps we could ask around. Okay. Um, We could ask. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any? Oh, well, he's Does anyone else want to roll a history check or anything like that? I I do. I I have a plus three history. Roll roll history. All right. So uh, that's 20 side die or a different die? Mm -hmm. Yep. When in doubt, 20 side die. Ugh. So I. So I think I recall reading about a tower that was similar, but I don't remember it being near the place with the giant hand. And I would love to learn more about it because why, why this tower, why this gang, is it connected to the hand somehow? Um, is it a lengthy tradition? I don't know if our, our, our unconscious friend knows more. That's very but. catchy. Why this tower? Why this gang? I rolled um Talk I rolled to 16 to a history for a history check. Nice. You know, uh uh Lee, um I don't know if you've ever been to White Sparrow before, but maybe you've heard about it and you feel like you heard some story about a tower and some bandits and White Sparrow, but that was like 10 years ago. There was some story like it was one of the other like the things that White Sparrow is known for, giant hand, something about a tower and bandits nearby. Um, do we want this guy still? Because <laughs> like to we... eat him, are you? I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know how he tastes, so it depends. Um, eat. but I can see about carrying him to the town and maybe get him some help, or we could use him as blackmail or leverage. Uh, to maybe find out some more information. There, this is this is a very I complicated like, question. I always like dragons. I always like finding out more information. So um, mm-hmm. he is a prospect, though. Yeah, because I don't a, know how much a, they would have. This was more him. of a question towards Tony to see if I'm mm. strong enough to carry him oh, that you, far or how yeah, far. Yeah, totally. It is. Mm. He is not that big. Perhaps <laughs> the perhaps White White Sparrow has a uh, local constabulary that might mm-hmm. uh, be interested. Yes, in I just I would like, I just like to take a moment to uh to uh sh- shed light on uh on Thamia asking what her friends uh, in- interpreted as a legal, moral, or f- philosophical question, and she just intended as a carrying weight question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a simple <laughs> Goliath. Yeah. So, uh, should you make your way to uh, to Thamia? Or sorry, Thamia's the person. <laughs> yes. Should you make your way to over there. to White Sparrow mm-hmm. with Thamia carrying your bandit prisoner? Let's do it. All right. You leave the other bandits dying in the road, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, they're dead. They're already in the road. dead. Right. They're all dead. They're all dead. We're leaving them as a warning to the other prospects. Can I look in the wagon? Is there, did we do that? We we did that. It was full of delicious hardtack. Yeah. No, it was empty. empty. Delicious hardtack. 
Oh, empty hardtack. These All poor right. sad prospects got terrible props. That is yes. some hand. That's some hand. So some you, hand. Uh, it takes you about ninety minutes or so as you come down out of the woods into the valley and cross, <sighs> and your the the path eventually brings you within sight of the town of Whitesboro. Whitesboro is, you know, it's a decent sized little town here in the, in the middle of nowhere. It looks like, you know, maybe a hundred or so people live there. Uh, most notable landmark, giant stone hand sticking up out of the ground. Uh, notable also, that stone hand, six fingers. That's not weird. That's six fingered hand. I'm super weird. curious I'm about it. I'm um, super curious about that. You know, uh, in, in uh, you know, you I, are, Sorry, can I do an art? This is arcane... five seasons, and they're never going to explain it. It's fine. Can can I can I do an arcana check since uh, I've got sure. uh, plus five? Wander arcana? into town. This, this is not a walled town or anything. So there's just a road <laughs> that leads right into town, and that road it leads right past the big stone hand. To be clear, mm -hmm. uh, the stone hand is like taller than a building. Literally, the mm -hmm. tavern in uh, White Sparrow is built in the shadow of. The, uh, the hand. Uh, it is in fact called, what's the name of the tavern? Shadow of the hand? The shadow, yeah. No. yeah. Um, <laughs> like it has a name that's about shadows. I'm bad at finding things in my PDF. The Penumbra Inn. Oh. Uh, it it's is called Hands the Down, ever, the best tavern. <laughs> the ever Gotta the ever shady the ever shady tavern. Is, uh, oh, built, oh, that's not. That's a that's a good name. No, I like it. Do you think this name and a description? Do you think this place is a Titanic six-fingered hand rising out of the ground? Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you make your way into town. People in town are, you know, giving you kind of the look of like, oh, new people. What's with mm -hmm. them? What's with that bandit that that half giant's carrying? This is going to be. I wonder if this is going to be trouble or the start of something exciting. Good so, question. You wander into town. What would you like to do? Well, I frankly am parched and could use a good drink. I say we. I want to go tavern. look at the. I do. I have to go in, or can I just look and stare at the hand for a while? You can look and stare at the hand for a while. Okay. Um, I really want to double check. I want to do an arcana check at this point. Can All I right. do that? Uh, can I just ask who is going to go into the tavern and who is going to stand and look at the hand and who is going to do something else? I really need a short rest, so I'm going right. to go into the tavern for a couple minutes. All right. Yeah. Lee, uh, Thamia, Kiaris, uh, going into the tavern. Karakun, um, what are you thinking? I'm, I got to look at the hand. I'm also interested in the hand. All right. Yeah. So Karakun and uh, Gwendiel are standing there looking at the giant hand. This hand is huge it looks like it is it's just it, it also looks ancient uh deal give me an arcana check all right so that's 20 sided die for that yep and then your arcana add your arcana modifier to it okay 20 20 you know this is unlike anything you have ever seen it's not magic per se but it is made of some kind of material that you have like you, you have never encountered in your travels before and just staring at it kind of gives you a buzzing feeling in your head in not a pleasant way um okay it does look like it's it's so been here for the quite some time. there is kind of a mm -hmm. like a somebody has excavated like a like a big hole around the uh the hand that's kind of peeking over the edge it looks like there's basically a giant pit with scaffolding that goes back and forth mm -hmm. about down to the elbow uh, of the arm connected to this hand. Mm -hmm. 
and then you know disappears into darkness. Uh, there's nobody around, and in fact, it seems like mm-hmm. the people of White Sparrow kind of given the hand some distance. Okay, so the bu- the buzzing is kind of it unsettles me a little bit, but yeah, it doesn't does not feel good. A little bit, little bit of a mu- migraine tingle. Okay, so I have um, uh, what are they called again? I have the I have um, a cantrip for light. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 cast it will. I, oh, it needs. I'd like to get as close to the edge of yep. the thing as possible, and then cast the cantrip for light to see if I can look down and see if there's how 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 far down yeah. the arm goes and how big everything is. So, pro tip: you cast light on an object, and uh-huh. frequently it is convenient to cast light on like a rock or a coin or something, because uh-huh. then you can like drop that object or toss it down a pit. <sighs> oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, so level two, why, don't I, why don't I, why don't I do that then? I, I pick up a rock that's at the edge of, of the Absolutely. excavation pick and I uh, do my cantrip, the, mm-hmm. the light cantrip, and then toss it into the pit to see how far down it goes. Yeah. It, it falls for quite a ways until it does not hit anything so much as disappears into the Fades darkness. Down. Mm-hmm. You think there's a good hundred feet uh, of, of, of arm down below you. Uh, mm-hmm. in this pit and there's some kind of old ratty uh, rope ladders and catwalks kind of built around the arm it looks mm. like as people were excavating it gotta ask mm-hmm. where all the dirt went to because I don't see any dirt piles around so that's disturbing to me yeah. it may be that these excavations were happened a long time ago. yeah so, so or it's, you it's, found a small logical hole in the adventure that never happens in so it's a giant that. so it's a giant six-fingered arm made of material that even i with my decent sized arcana can't ever recall having read about or seen mm-hmm. it also and looks it, for something that is presumably ancient in that this town has been built looks up remarkably it. fresh and it looks uh, like brand new it no looks, scuff marks no, no scratches. One half. No weathering. High, high five yeah. statue. Is yeah. there any way for us to like throw water at it or something to see what happens when we do that? Sure, you've got a water skin. You splash some water on it. I like the person who comes to town, cast light on a rock, throws down a hole, throws some water at a hand. You know, <laughs> you, that's what I do when I go to town. I'm just trying to see if I can learn anything more about Dan, the material if it's reactive. It's called heroism. Look it up. <laughs> so, uh, Wendell, you notice. That the water like beads instantly and kind of drips off of it, mm. just slides right down. Well, it's handy. So we it's could not really turn it's... it into some kind of cooking material that might be able to cook things. Yeah, as long smoothly. as you were, as okay. long as you were fine cooking your things on the side of a giant hand. People <laughs> seem to have putting your eggs in the palm of it. People All right, so it's. So it's smooth. So it's almost like. So, so it seems almost like a ceramic. Um, yeah. type of thing since it's not porous yeah. in any way nope. um oh my goodness hmm i'm gonna i'm gonna just stare at it for a little bit All right. <laughs> Karakun, do you want to do anything while you're watching gwendiel stare at it i'm just enjoy, enjoying the scenery all right uh, I don't know, i'm not sure <laughs> what i got uh uh in my i've got a light spell we already tried that i don't think mm-hmm. i have any uh uh maybe i pull out my calligrapher's supplies which i apparently have and I start <gasps> writing some kind of a uh, story about this hand. Some notes about <laughs> oh, travelers. Just oh, occurred so to me. I still have two spells left. And um, one of the ones I locked and loaded for the day is detect magic. And I just want to mm-hmm. see if there's anything innately magic about this hand. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to cast the spell. You cast detect magic again. 
does not seem like there's anything actually magic about the hand, but the material mm-hmm. is very strange in that it is unlike anything you've seen before, has some mm-hmm. somewhat strange properties, and looking at it is giving you a headache. Okay. Uh, is there oh. any reason why I couldn't walk down those stairs and just kind of check out what's going on down there? You could. It might be dangerous. The catwalk and ropes are pretty old. Um, mm-hmm. True. That is one way you could die. Do you want to do that? Uh, probably not. Amazing, <laughs> not yet. I no, not yet. I don't know. Everybody to come uh, together again. Yeah. Did, did the Rex have a backup character ready for the, you to go? Cheering, my my caddy has disappeared. My oh, uh, all right. The, seems like That's those stairs were hewn out of the living stone. But all right. Meanwhile, back in the nearby ever shady uh, tavern and inn. Um, some of our adventures have made their way in. It is starting to get toward, uh, you know, evening. So there's a decent sized crowd in the ever shady tavern. Looks like various townsfolk and farmers and miners and whatnot. All the people that live and work in the area of White Sparrow. Uh, a bunch of them are here enjoying a beverage and possibly some stew. There's always stew. Um, <laughs> What's in the stew is the question. Yeah. So you guys, you guys are standing in the, in the doorway uh, like the, the three of you and your captive. Um, the captive says, do you think I can get some stew? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any money, friend? Uh, can I borrow some? <laughs> Something tells me you are not a good investment. I'm good for it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm looking for a new job. Do you know anything? <laughs> <laughs> we just came into town. We are not your local employment agents. Mm. <laughs> The uh, the uh, barkeep comes out from behind the bar. It's kind of a, a, a mid thirties kind of heavy set woman. She's got a big apron, and she says, "This is one of those bandits from the from the road." Yes, madam. This is one of the so called night blades. I think they go by. We apprehended him attempting to waylay some travelers. She waves <laughs> over a a bar back, a, a kind of you know mm-hmm. greasy looking fourteen year old, and says, "Go get the sheriff." Um, there's probably some kind of reward in it for you. Oh, uh, I'll get you some beverages and uh, uh, table the corners available. That's most kind. And perhaps you would not object if I played a little song. Uh, <laughs> stop him! Object. Stop him! Maybe after people have eaten. You know, no offense. <laughs> but there was, it's a policy. Ow. You know, it's like one of those, like, behind every rule there's a story. This story is a bad one. No, no, no music before food. They do have a dulcimer up on the stage, though. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm that might ex- not be a, a master of the dulcimer. <laughs> it's a rusty dulcimer. Rusty oh. oh, that's a way better tavern name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so you settle in. Some beverages and some complimentary stew arrive. Um, you're, hey, you look uh, you're, pretty nice. That's a, oh, no, that kind of complimentary stew. Uh, your captive is standing there tied up in silk. Uh, <laughs> As you at, least do. He's wearing, at least he's wearing the fancy rope for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let it, let's say that eventually uh, Gwendiel and uh, Karakun join the group in the tavern for some refreshments. Because, you know, yes. you, had a, you had a battle. Some people took mm-hmm. some hits. All that buzzing is finally in our head has finally made us all testy. And so I have a quick question um, mm. about uh, I have a second wind short. If I take a short rest, I can regain hit points. Um, maybe totally not Tony. Do that now. I'm going to ask the rest of the people that maybe have played D&D if now would be a good time to do that. Um, or if we're going to, like, how do hit points? So second wind is usually something that you use in when combat. you're in trouble. 
Because it says once per short rest, you can use a bonus action. Yes, a bonus action. So it's usually in combat, you're doing something to uh, immediate. But when we're doing a short rest, so if we're taking a short rest, which is about an hour, you can spend um, some of your hit dice. And essentially, you get to roll those. You get to add your constitution modifier, and that gives you some hit points back. Okay. And you can spend any number, and I will say... If you, if we all sort of get together and uh, we're taking a little short rest there, I can also, uh, if I perform, if I do perform, you get some extra hit points. So. Oh. <sighs> yeah, I, I need more hit points. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could just be. I could hum a little song. I could give a little speech. Nay, nay, play some lovely tune on the dulcimer. Yeah. I love the sound of hammers hitting. You're not strings. in the tavern yet. No, I've come. No, in. we 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 came in quietly. Oh, okay, fine. I'm got a, sorry. Got a bowl of pretzels and we're sitting down now. I know I'm only three and a half feet tall, I'm but I'm still. Uh, I'm just uh, yeah. QRS will do a little. He'll just like do a little beatboxing. <laughs> Wait, you don't have your pan you flute. Want. That's right. Dan, can you make like can, a? Can you improvise a pan flute with the with the straws that come in the drinks? Maybe. Yeah, D- Dan. Can we hear just a little bit of beatboxing? Right. This, this sound is. <laughs> All right, I'm good. <laughs> this sound is. Grindy, this sound is band straws. It only allows. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, the things will pan flutes. Uh, yeah. All right. Each, so... each beverage comes with a pan flute. It's very wasteful. <laughs> well, no, it's like a little paper thing. Anyway. I think of the turtles. Um, uh, everybody should have uh, a certain number of hit dice. The easiest way to see them in um, in D and D Beyond is to click the. Uh, there's a short rest button. Ah. And I think only Lee and. Do we uh, need to click that? Damian only people are... who took damage. Yeah, yeah, at the uh, top. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't take damage. So. And that could just tell yeah. you don't have to necessarily use it in there. It just tells you what your hit die are, and then you get a constant. Your bonus is your constitution. Oh, okay. oh, and uh, okay. because I did a song of rest, uh, when you the beatbox of rest, the beatbox of rest, uh, you get an additional <laughs> six hit points. Nice. Ooh, so really, we don't need to. If I you'll only need to lost... spend a hit die in order to make it. It's basically okay. I can give you a bonus when you spend a hit die, so you still okay, have to spend gotcha. the hit die. So I check the box and yep. then take yep. short rest. Yes. Yep. And then roll whatever D and D Beyond tells you okay. what you can roll to regain. HP. Well, it's a okay. good thing that uh, the the uh, Q's um, hit points were as big as they were because I rolled a one. But your um, constitution is probably pretty two. good. Two. Right? Uh, right. Yeah. So, so nine I back. Three. Yeah. So we're good. Nice. Confirmed. So you feel I'm, a lot better. Yes. Yeah. I'm back up to max HP now. Nice. I, I haven't had any hit points taken away, right? Nobody hit me? No, just. Nope. Do you just want me to hit you before I do the song? <laughs> <laughs> hit me, baby, one more six. time. So you're healing, you're enjoying some stew and beverages, you're feeling okay. Uh, you know, you're captive. It, repeatedly asked for stew <laughs> and after a little bit of time uh the door to the tavern clanks open and standing in the doorway is a somewhat intimidating looking sight uh it's a you know a middle-aged woman she looks like she's probably in her her 50s uh she's wearing big heavy boots she's got a belt with a sword on it an eye patch she sounds a ta- awesome a lot of tattoos more scars and she has a uh star-shaped badge uh, on her vest. She stomps she over to, sounds uh, amazing. to all of you. So Lee is also covered in tattoos. So when 
when she sees someone step in, she kind of just does like the little mm-hmm. acknowledging head nod. Uh, give me uh, some kind game. of tech. What? Yeah. Uh, Lee, uh, probably, you know, you might be familiar, therefore, with some of the symbols uh, in tattoos. Okay. What do you think is the most useful? What would be the most relevant check for tattoo identification? Um, perception? Mm. Yeah, sure. Roll, roll perception with advantage. Okay. I rolled a six both times. So okay. Eight. Those tattoos look real cool. <laughs> Unclear what they mean. <laughs> All right. So uh, this woman kind of stomps over to your your table, to your booth, says, I'm the sheriff. I hear you might have something for me. Yes, dear lady. We have for you this specimen. <laughs> she looks unimpressed at the sight of the uh, bandit wrapped up in silk rope. Notice the oh, knot work. <laughs> I have uh can I do a religion check so I can see if any of her tattoos have religious symbols that we might recognize Indeed. or pick up in handy. All right. So, um I roll. Yep. On this, I have a plus 5, so I will add whatever this is to. Mm-hmm. Um so I just rolled an 18. Yep. Nice. So 23. And- 23 yes you feel confident that none of those uh tattoos are religious in nature no no right. like like what why, why is there the one of donald duck <laughs> <laughs> what Cannon. does that even mean why is, why is there a pantsless why oh, is guys, that pantsless duck now. on her arm i don't know <laughs> a duck character um, who seems to uh serve in the military yes he has a strange blouse and no pants i don't understand yeah. that. um <laughs> What's, and why, what's why, the why does anyone say YOLO? Yeah. <laughs> he attacked uh, us. Oh, banditry. Yeah, that's the word I was looking she for. She kind of wraps the uh, the bandit on the head and says, you one of those night blades? And the bandit sheepishly says, maybe. <laughs> I was a prospector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So we well, got Blade. He was with a few it. friends. Mm-hmm. The uh, the night blades haven't haven't caused uh, uh, White Sparrow any trouble yet, but you know it's bad for commerce. It reflects poorly on the town. We'll see that he is uh, tried and punished appropriately. And the uh, customary bounty. So you're bounty. familiar with the night blades? Well, they've uh, that name's been popping up a little bit more these days. How how has the name been popping up? <sighs> Adventures. There used to be a gang called the Nightblades about 10 years ago. Seems mm-hmm. like they're reemerging. We don't know if it's like a like a tribute thing or some of the old Nightblades are coming out of hiding. A lot of wannabe Nightblades coming around mm-hmm. causing trouble like this this guy. I bet he didn't kill anybody, right? Guys, guys, do we need to tell her we killed like five people or do we keep that to her? Wait, is that a problem, do you think? <laughs> So you've seen a lot of young Nightblade types, but you haven't seen any older ones, have you? Not so much. You know, it's hard. The, uh, the kids these days, they can't get a job. They don't want to work in the field. They don't want to take up a trade. They get mixed mm-hmm. up with these Nightblades. They think it's a quick way for easy money. And then they end up like this guy. What's your name? The man says Dorbin. Yeah, they end up like this Dorbin, who's going to go to jail for a long time. 
So good lady, good lady, you seem like you were experienced with the night blades. Sheriff from... Ruth Willowmane, at your service. Excuse me, Sheriff. I'm so sorry. You, but you seem to be familiar with the previous iteration of the night blades. Yep. Who was their leader then? Guy named Ralavaz went to jail. Took him in myself. Is Ralavaz still in jail? Um, I don't know. I think so. I mean. He went to jail for murder. They usually How? keep you there for a while. So we could go see him if we wanted to? Well, it's not near here. We had to take him, send him off to the, you know, the main city south of here. Several days travel. But, you know, yeah. Would, that, would, the, would the jail happen to be near an old tower of any sort? Is there an old tower near here? No, uh, you must be talking about the Lonely Torch. That was the, uh, the Nightblade's old base. That's just uh, like an hour's walk from town. All right. Is that also to the south or is that to another direction? That's about an hour north. Okay. So Relatas. The prison. It's a prison, I should say. So Relatas is several days days to the south. The the tower where they used to be is is an hour to the north. Correct. Correct. And um, when did the trouble with the new iteration of the, the, these guys start up? A couple weeks ago. Just a couple weeks ago. Um, Okay, how do we know if there was like any we? Was there anything that happened in local history that might have set it off? Like it's the anniversary of somebody founding the town, or there was like a religious festival or anything like that? I just think they're jerks, probably. <laughs> um, uh, they don't uh, want to sure. work for a living. They just want to prey on travelers, good mm-hmm. people. I'll be mm-hmm. honest; they usually don't don't mess with the uh, the townsfolk yet, so mm-hmm. it's not really my business. But yeah. Like this guy, 100% jerk. She so, knocks him upside so, the head. Can I ask you about that? Sheriff, can we have the rope back? <laughs> yeah, that's my very finest rope, by the way. Sure. <laughs> The the uh, the other the other uh, people uh, eating dinner in the tavern watch the very awkward sight of you guys unwrapping a bandit from fifty feet of silken rope. The bandit then stands there sheepishly for a couple seconds. I made the knot so that you can just pull one in. He spins like a. uh, I got ten ten piece ten uh, bronze pieces. I don't know my uh, what money. No, Uh, he's gonna land face up. Ten uh, copper. Okay. Ten my, copper. Yeah, there you go. Yes, t- thank you. <laughs> copper. Is Don't bet word. ten gold. That's a lot of money. That's like two hundred dollars. Says. Samia, uh, <laughs> who are you betting with? <laughs> any, any takers? Any takers? It does. Yeah, I'm a Goliath. I I like to compete with all of the things, and this is, is something someone, that's in the safe. Is someone typing or something? There's lots of like or background. Duh, 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 duh. I think it might. Be Lisa I'm, <laughs> might be tapping the. Like I can, when she's typing, I can see. Oh, okay. Are you idly tapping the table or something? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. On the the microphone. Yeah. All right. Uh, One of the, the, a a, a townsperson next to you, Thamia takes that bet 
and loses. You are now up 10 bronze pieces. Nice. Ooh. Um, so now, Sheriff now. Ruth Willowmane uh, pulls a much more appropriate size length of rope from her belt <laughs> and, and loops around the Judgy. bandit's wrist a couple times. Excuse she me, gives sir. you kind of she she maintains eye contact with uh QRS the whole time that she's tying an appropriate knot no- around the bandit. <laughs> is, she, is she flirting <laughs> with me? What's happening? Is that an intimidation? Are you going to start like a a, 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 a bagpipe ballad to woo her? Is QRS? this probably not? <laughs> so uh, Sheriff, I, I beg your pardon, Sheriff, but there's this giant hand outside. I'm really very curious about. It. I don't know. Can you can you tell us anything about that giant hand? It seems like it. Yeah, some significance. This is why you're calling the wise. Giant hand always been there before the town. It's about it. People go down that pit. Yeah, I can't recommend it. Is there candy down there? No, no I don't think so, sir. Right. Why did people? Sp- found a town next to a giant hand that is attached to what appears to be a giant arm. I couldn't tell you. Is there anybody in town who could tell us? I mean, I think that goes back quite a ways. Can't really speak much to the uh, motivations of the people who founded the town hundreds of years ago. Is there anybody in town like a religious order or a monk or anything like that that might be able to? There's a temple. Can't say it doesn't sound like a rude question. what's, What's so great about where you're from? But you don't have any hands. No, we don't, which is why we really want to know about it. So there's a temple. Um, is the temple near the tavern? Uh, yeah, it's a short walk. Hmm. And are there people in there right now? There's probably always a priest there. It's the Temple of Light. Probably. Mm. Well, yeah. I, I want to go. All right. Let me ask you, uh, as we uh-huh. get toward the end of the adventure of our session, not the adventure. It's the adventure. Wow, that was really no. uh, good job. No, oh, my God. This is awesome. Yeah, exactly. I love this. Um, so I'm up 10 copper. You probably have some things that you might wish to learn about the town mm-hmm. or about the bandits or things. Uh, you could potentially, you know, towns are pretty safe. You could split up to cover more ground and potentially mm-hmm. do some investigation checks if you are so inclined. Mm-hmm. So um, before we do that, now that now that the sheriff is closer, can I look at her tattoos again and see if I do better? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a nineteen. The Ooh. you know what this time the lights better. You know, you spent some time. You've been probably awkwardly staring at them the whole time. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it seems like most of the tattoos, uh, they're pretty old. So she's probably had them for a long time. And a lot of them that you kind of make out look like they're probably uh, military themed tattoos. Mm-hmm. So probably this is someone who served as some kind of soldier. Okay. So prior to a, life, a career in law enforcement. Mm. So. All right. So let me uh, ask, and I'll just kind of go around the room and, t- and see what do people want to do. QRS, what do you want to be doing? Uh, I would like to find out more information about uh, the, uh, the Nightblades um, and the tower. I'd like to Who do you inquire. want to find that information from? I think I'll belly up to the bar and just start a conversation with some All of right. local patrons. Why don't you roll investigation? I'll check with you in a second on how well you did. Thamia, what are you up to? Uh, I would like to know what the soup of the day is. Okay. The soup of the day is stew. <laughs> Anything else? Does anybody uh, know stew? Rich, or is it just rich fantasy world. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think I would like to sit and uh, eat my bowl of stew, maybe an ale or something, and just kind of uh, view the people that okay. are currently in the tavern. They look like just good, common stock, the salt of the earth, 
people that humans? work for a living uh mostly humans probably a good about 70 80 percent human there's a couple dwarves and half elves mixed in there Ooh, so. i apparently like dwarves oh a goliath I interesting know. i don't know if they like you no um, <laughs> probably not there's but. uh there's some kind of some bad history between dwarves and giants that hmm. I, I don't know if that carries over to half giants um yeah. all right uh Karakon, what are you up to well, I'm going to go find a blacksmith or a silversmith or somebody who makes things with shiny metal and uh, or dull metal and ask them if they know anything about uh, what that hand is made of and if I can buy some and if they have some aluminum foil I can crinkle up. So there is a, uh, a smith across the street from the tavern. He is kind of getting ready to close up for the night uh, as the sun is setting and you come over to him and he says, what, what do you want? Well, uh, just, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in metal, especially shiny metal. And uh, I don't know if you got any shiny metal. Do you got any shiny metal? I got iron. I got steel. I got tin. Oh, you know, I could really use some tin. But, but you know, while you're getting some tin together, you know, I have I can pay for it. But I wonder if you ever cut any of that material off the uh, hand over there. It looks like very interesting material. It might be shiny. Pretty sure it's stone, friend. It's the strangest stone I've ever seen. Are you sure? Have you never taken a, uh, I don't know, whatever instrument you're having here is it a hammer, some kind tongs. of tongs, <laughs> hammer and tongs, <laughs> jinx, uh, and uh, just try can't to say I have, bit. traveler. You're, it's a peculiar question you're asking. <laughs> I'm peculiar sort of fella, so I, I got that. I got the. I'll just have some tin if you have a chance to give me some. Tin. He he takes out some tin snips and he uh, cuts you some tin. Pay him what a couple of coppers for it or something. Yeah, no, don't, it's just they, offensive. Other, don't bother doing the math. But you can now add that you have some bits of tin to your inventory. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lee, what are you up to? Um, I want to find out more about. Uh, actually, Q, what are you checking out? I'm just uh, the bandit. In the, the bandits in the. He's tavern. asking okay. around town about, or asking around the tavern about the bandit. So I want to ask more about the pit by the hand and what happens right. to people who venture down. So I'm just going to look for someone who looks friendly, um, buy them an ale and sit with Sure. Give me an investigation check. I'll come back to you in a second. Gwendiel, what are you up to? I'd really like to go to that temple that the sheriff was talking about. So you head, uh, it's a short walk from the... Mm -hmm. uh, the tavern, there is the Temple of Light. It's kind of a mm-hmm. open air uh, kind of uh, circular structure. It's, it's not really even a building so much as like a kind of like a little mm-hmm. plaza. It doesn't have a, a roof. Uh, and it's got lots of kind of like stone uh, figures, five ancient statues of elf men and women, uh, including a statue depicting the goddess of light. And now I am not sure... Uh, Gwendiel or Lisa, if you mm-hmm. have chosen what kind of cleric you are, you can, you know, clerics worship some kind of deity that they get their power from. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that is a deity that is in line with this uh, temple of light or not. Um, but you know, this is, this is a place of worship. There's an orb hanging mm-hmm. in midair in the center of the open nave glowing with scintillating colors, rings of stone pews face a central fountain beneath the orb, which bubbles with warm water. Um, there's a small circular house sitting nearby, which looks like probably the priest uh, that maintains the temple uh, mm-hmm. lives there. So. I am going to do an arcana check to see if I can identify the statues mm-hmm. and uh, see, see if I know who any of them are. Sure. Okay. Give me a, actually, that's probably going to be a religion check. 
Oh, it's a religion check. Okay. Yep. There we go. Well, let me do that too. Yeah. <laughs> or let me do that. Die roll. Okay. It's a 17. Um, okay. So it looks like probably this was originally some kind of elven temple that has been kind mm-hmm. of like uh, appropriated. Take, appropriated, taken up, but you know, maybe mm-hmm. it was abandoned and has been kind of fixed up as still a, to reopen it as a, a place of worship. Um, and it looks, you know, it's nice. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. actually probably pretty nice, especially for the small little town that mm-hmm. is uh, White Sparrow. So, okay. So originally the elves were here and yeah. then somebody else took it over. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Doesn't look like the priest is there now. He's probably yeah. eat, eating dinner or sleeping in his house. So. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of fascinated by the orb of light that's hanging there. So I'm just going to yeah. study that for a while. Okay. It Let's looks look like that. it's probably it has a uh, a similar uh, light spell cast on it mm-hmm. that's probably kind of held in place and powered by the uh, people mm-hmm. praying and worshiping in this place. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, back in the ever shady tavern. Uh, <laughs> Q Yaris, you rolled an investigation check. How'd you yeah, do? I did great. I actually rolled a critical. Wow. 22. All right. So you are kind of, you know, chatting up people, playing some little ditties, asking around. Um, uh, you meet a, a peasant named uh, Rickman who's been around for, you know, he's getting, getting up in the years. He's a, a retired farmer at this point. And he tells you a story about 10 years ago. There was this guy, Ralavaz, and he was the leader of the Nightblades. And they were awful. And they used to bother everybody. And eventually the people in the town rose up against them and they trapped all the Nightblades in a in a uh, in a barn and the barn was set afire and he's pretty sure everyone died yikes wait everyone died that's what he says then how that makes no sense how would you revive if, uh, how do you... well I'm, I'm not even there so why how would you... i why would i ask questions uh, so oh, okay. you give him a little of the old ralevaz <laughs> so yeah um but yeah he says there's other people around but probably they don't have anything to do with the old night blades this person does not seem very can i roll to see how reliable this person is can i roll an insight (laughs) sure roll for public drunkenness i roll Mm -hmm. insight Mm -hmm. i got a 13 on insight uh well qrc is a retired farmer who's drinking heavily in a bar uh he's very friendly (laughs) but yeah the quality of the the credibility of the story may not line up with the quality of it. And in mm. fact, he starts to get into an argument with the, uh, the farmer next to him who insists that no, the leader was apprehended by the sheriff and was sent away. That prison. seems more plausible based on what we've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's a conspiracy afoot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, another guy you, you meet, you meet up. Uh, he's a, a, a young craftsman. He's, he's apprenticed to the Smithy. His name's Odette and Odette tells you, yeah, there is this thing where there's these new young wannabe night blades, Sniffing around town, causing trouble. People don't really know what's up with that yet, but they don't like it. it brings back a lot of bad thoughts for the people of, of White Sparrow who were here do, ten years ago. Uh, do you know anything of a night lord? Uh, Odette has never heard of a, of a night lord. Hmm. Okay, thank you. Enjoy your drink, yeah. friend. Yep. Um, okay, Lee, you were asking about uh, the hand. Strangely, despite it being the major landmark in town, people 
in the uh, Ever Shady Tavern are not eager to talk about the hand. It's unclear if it's, you know, taboo or just they're really bored of talking about the hand. Um, but you do manage to coax a story out of, uh, there's an accountant who, who handles the town's finances. His name is Rab. And Rab tells you that, yeah, there was somebody financed like an archaeological dig uh, you know, I think it was back in my dad's time, probably 20 or 30 years ago. They dug that big hole down, down around the hand. They got all the way down to the elbow. Uh, and then, I don't know, I think they went out of money or all the workers went mad. Something like that. Oh, so the pit is, is new. Yeah, goes back like mm -hmm. 30 years. Okay. I wouldn't Ooh. trust those ladders. I only like fresh ladders, says Rab. <laughs> Okay, um, I can't think of any questions to ask. Like, Let me think of some questions, Aline Sims. What's the what deal with this six-fingered Cyclopean hand? Who mm -hmm. is this Night Lord? Do the Nightblades have any linkage to the Nightblades of old? It would be a weird adventure if they didn't. What other questions and answers will we find here in the town of White Sparrow for answers to questions such as these? Tune in next time. To total party kill. Thank you and good night. Awesome. Oh my gosh, this so, was so much fun! This live so stream much fun. and bootleg listeners. We are actually we're literally playing tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow and tomorrow, Thursday, March nineteenth, at roughly the same bat time, same bat channel. We will continue this adventure. It is extremely unlikely that we'll conclude it, but we will continue the adventure of the Nightblade with your favorite characters that are in this adventure. Gwendolyn, Q. Yaris, Thamia, Karakun, and Lee, R.I.P. Tasty Pete. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was going to come with us. Anything else we need to say here on the live stream or bootleg before we turn in for the evening? No, join us tomorrow. Love our listeners. Yeah. Thanks All for right. watching along and listening. We love you guys. Goodbye. Bye. 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 They're okay. <laughs>